I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Virus style. Virus style. Who had flu ain't nothing to fuck with. Who had flu ain't nothing to fuck with. Who had flu ain't nothing to fuck with. There's no place to hide once the virus leaves outside. The lab, Dr. Zhu, prepared a kung fu plan. Who had? Insert the HIV, then spread to humans. Bring it death. Pestilence, it's the fourth horse meeting flesh. More the plant parenthood abortions. An eventual one second dead. Deathbed, gloves, masks, planetary quarantine, 40 cents for one dose of hydroxychloroquine, algae and burps, big pharma vaccinators, paid to test the kids, lungs damaged by ventilators, Reba, who is that, Harvard nano rat, level 4 biohazard trainer, risk autograph, population, reducer, food pneumonic aim, boomer, remover, flu man, bubonic plague.
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. Hey, Lynn. Hello, Patriots. And today, uh, we are joined again with uh, Deplorable Janet and um, the Kung Fu Medic himself, Medic Matt. Welcome, folks. Hiya. Howdy, howdy. And uh, it is another Kovac special, something we have not done in a very long time. Uh, last one we did, I think, was back in August. So uh, this is the first one since August. We normally do them about every three months, so yeah. we're, we're a little late, but it's our, our quarterly Kovac special. So And I'm a, uh, I'm a phantom today. I am disappearing, just in case y'all are wondering. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. <laughs> was that your idea, B. Lynn? Um, Make him disappear? The magical disappearing man? I mean... <laughs> He was a little cranky when he got up this morning. So. But it's been a very early morning for us since this is already our second podcast. Yeah, so. that's, that's true. We've so. already been recording. Yeah. And actually, we uh, we recorded a great episode with Dr. Sherwood on AIDS, or as they're now calling it, VADES, um, because, you know, they're saying that the jab mm-hmm. gives you AIDS because basically AIDS, AIDS just completely decimates your immune system where you have no natural immunity left. Doesn't that sound familiar? Mm, shock and all shock and all yeah it's amazing so. what a rebranding does isn't it really to be honest we'll just rebrand it even though it's exactly the same exactly mm-hmm. holy crap yeah rebranding that is a perfect name for it let's yeah. just rebrand an old disease yeah. we're just going to rebrand mm-hmm. it now it's fades yeah so makes um, sense yeah and it's it's been a while since we've just sat down and talked pure covid because there's so much else going on um but you know I, i've i've come to realize in the past year uh, and actually, I heard someone else say something on a podcast the other day that they said um, that election fraud was the the primary concern, should be the primary concern of everybody in the entire world, that everything else was just, um, you know, part and parcel, petty compared to election fraud. And I have to sincerely disagree because I think the vaccine is the most pressing, important worldwide issue that's going on with everyone i think that election fraud was a side effect of the vaccine right i think that they distraction yeah um that they i think it's the only way they can cover up what they're doing with Mm. the vaccine what they're doing with covid how covid's been working uh because now we've got you know we've got omicron and oh my god omicron uh is now a thing but it's less virulent than COVID was yeah more transmissible, less virulent. And actually there are people that are saying that Omicron oh. could be the cure to COVID, right? Because it is mm-hmm. so uh, essentially asymptomatic. It seems that only people that have gotten the vaccine though have gotten Omicron. So maybe it's not the cure for COVID, but if we have COVID parties, if we have Omicron parties, like we used to have chicken pox parties, then we can sincerely, we can achieve herd immunity pretty quickly except that only people that have gotten the vaccine have gotten Omicron. And since they don't have the capability of building any kind of natural immunity post-vaccination, um, maybe that won't work out so well. So it'll be good for the rest of us. But, it will be. Yeah. So what's going on with you there, Matt? I know the last time we talked, uh, you guys were having it out there in old England and jolly old England there um, as to who was going to be working, who wasn't going to be working, so on and so forth. Yeah, so it's um, so there. I think we touched on this last time. I couldn't remember what the the people were. So basically, our government are trying to put it through as mandatory that all healthcare workers from April will be required to be vaccinated 
to or jab to to carry on continue working so i um for those that didn't listen to the last one i'm already not able to enter certain places um because i can't prove my my jab status so i've been i'm not been able to go into some care homes and some other establishments but so far it's not causing any major problems um the government put together their grounds for wanting to make it mandatory to um another governing body and i can't so over here we have the um joint commission of uh, vaccine something something which is basically the ones who decide what vaccines become mandatory and stuff i'm terrible with names honestly um and so before the government can make anything mandatory they have to present this stuff to the board so they, they present the vaccines information to the jcvi with regards to rolling out for the children now for them to um and other and other people the general public now if they want to make it mandatory um, they have to present it to a different body of people. So they presented the evidence and they've come back and refused it from the government, which is good news at the moment. So they basically turned around and said that the, the benefit doesn't outweigh the risk because apparently there's at least 208,000 of us not vaccinated at the moment. So the risk of all of us leaving, um, if they made it mandatory, pretty much on the same day, because it's going to be mandatory from, I think it's the 1st of April. So then they'd just be... 208,000 people probably not turning up for work in one day. Um, they turned around and said that the, the benefits don't outweigh the risks. So um, so it's been shelved and they've been told to go away and, and come back with more evidence. So that's good news for us at the moment. But we all know what the government, when the government wants to do something, it doesn't just stop when it gets knocked back the first time. So this isn't going to go away at the minute. But that's where we're at, at the minute with that. There's a lot more kickback from NHS workers now as well. There's a lot more people... Um, coming together and um, doing some bits and pieces. I wish I'd showed you my, I've got a hoodie that I had made from this other people that are coming together from the end. So there's lots of people coming together essentially, which is good. Um, the ambulance services are the ones to watch for us next. So it's different for you guys because you have paramedics and firefighters all doing the same sort of job, whereas it's completely separate for us over here. So there's a lot of paramedics and ambulance staff that aren't vaccinated either turns out after speaking to a lot of these groups um so that's going to be interesting because if they lose staff they can't replace them really quickly um so there'll be less ambulances on the road and everything else so it'll just be interesting how they try and spin it because they'll try and spin it that it's our fault that we're doing it um because obviously the only people that will suffer will be the patients so it's going to be really difficult how we do this well and they here yeah you're absolutely right we are separated in that aspect but uh, it's really funny because my company um, we just had, I don't know how it affects you all. I don't know if it even does. I don't even know if <clears throat> any of our rulings, cause just here recently we had, uh, the fifth circuit court, um, uh, completely sixth, sixth circuit court. Well, the sixth circuit court completely overruled Biden's, uh, vaccine mandate for Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, I don't know if that has anything, any bearing on what happens there in the UK, but I mean, we have just gotten rid of the Medicare Medicaid, uh, mandate which now basically says that we do not have to be vaccinated, um, which is crazy because our company, my company is still enforcing the mandate. Well, they're going along with the mandate. Uh, now, nobody has openly uh, said, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Um, however, uh, that's coming next. So it's just a matter of time and they're going to be in the same boat. I mean, if they keep pushing forward with this, they're just not going to have the firefighters nor because they're trying to lump firefighters in it because we are first technically first responders. And so they want everybody mandate or vaccine or vaccinated. And we just got uh, county approval to stipend um, taxes for uh, 
payments for fire services, EMS services, so on and so forth, and got a feeling that this has a lot to do with that because the county wants to mandate it as well. That being said, now we're going to be fall under them more or less, even though we're still a privatized company, which is crazy to me. But uh, we just have a lot of ballless wonders, though, in charge of us. So, Janet, what about you? Because I know we just saw you in Denver and got to hang out with you for a hot minute there in Denver. Um, mm -hmm. And Shannon, um, that was a whole lot of fun. So what are you been up to, madame? Uh, you know, talking about the, the mandates and stuff, I find it highly interesting that um, I was reading something not too long ago. There's a bunch of nurses um, that kind of have a little group together i guess you could say on instagram and they were talking about how uh one of biden's new things is that if you don't go along with what they said as far as the mandate goes um they're going to start pulling your license and so they will take your license away. So at a federal um, le level, they're going to take your license? Isn't I thought the states grant your licenses. Well, they do. Um, each state you have to go through, um, a, and it's either a compact state where, you know, like me originally, I came from Indiana, and Tennessee was not a compact state, so I had to reapply uh, for a license down here and then transfer and all that stuff. But he's so irritated because the um a federal judge had stopped the mandate for healthcare workers um and they you know put put a halt on that basically and Biden's like well I don't really care what the court says what the federal court system says like if you don't do what I say Mr. totalitarian dictator um totalitarian sorry about that um, that he threatened to start pulling licensure. Wow. And so the nurses were like, fuck you. And I already gave up mine this year. I was like, you know, even holding the license, even though I'm retired, um, could I see them in the future trying to force me into, because I'm in the state database um, as a nurse, could I see them trying to force me to get it? Yes. That's why I was like, nope. So if I follow off of their registration for the state, then they have no record of me. Well, and that's, it's funny too, because uh, I know a lot of our paramedics are uh, paramedics, EMTs. We have the national registry mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of them uh, did not go back up for their national registry. And the reason right. that they didn't go back up for their national registry, part of the national registry now is that you get vaccinated. And they were right. like, how does that have anything to do with my skills as, or my skills as an EMT or a paramedic? And there Correct. are a lot of people that just said, you know what? Fuck the national registry. I don't care. And the national registry just means that you can transfer from state to state and mm -hmm. you, your certifications still apply in any state that you go and work. Um, I, I know a lot of people that own like private ambulance services. Same freaking thing. They're going through this. They're having the same fight right now that, uh, well, national registry, I, I, they don't. No, we're not being vaccinated. We're not vaccinating. It's just not going to happen. Good, good luck mm -hmm. with that one. It, this is just all I, 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 I've tried to find a, a reason or make sense of what is going on with this. And, um, the only thing I can think of, the only reason I can see, uh, 
other than the totalitarian side of it, which is what it really is. It's compliance. That's all they're looking for. It's power and compliance. Right. And uh, there's, we've already, I know we've gone over it at nauseum on this show, especially with the COVAX specials, that there, there's nothing about this vaccine that's safe. There's nothing about this vaccine that will do any good for you. Now in America, you are not considered fully vaccinated until you have your booster shot because even the great Lord over overlord Fauci has come out and said, you have to have a booster. Um, and uh, I swear to God that, you know, eventually it's going to be, you got to have booster for one and two, and then it'll be, you got to have four for, three and you got to have six and seven for eight mm -hmm. and nine and it's just going to keep going and going and going and going you're going to need to have like a punch card yep you know the way you fill up with your booster first they said every six months and i've been hearing rumblings that they're trying to push it to every three they yeah, already have it i was gonna say i've heard it's three months in the uk and you know yeah. the, the big thing um had Comanity come out the last time we did a Kovac special? I think it was in the works. All right. So, right. yeah, okay. <clears throat> and they had not approved it for, or they were still under emergency use authorization. They, um, they approved it. However, it wasn't supposed to be available here until like 2027 or something. Yeah. Yes. And it so, was a long ways in the future. Yeah. And then um, Pfizer <clears throat> or, and the FDA were saying that, uh, that the Pfizer, BioNTech, and the Comirnaty were interchangeable. Right, which um, they're not. They're not. And in fact, a, a federal judge just rejected that claim. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, the DOD, because of course the military mandate, um, right. you know, that the military can only mandate a vaccine that has full FDA approval. They Correct. cannot mandate anything under emergency use authorization. So a lot of the military service members were suing the federal government based on the fact that this was not an authorized vaccine. And mm -hmm. the DOD was saying, well, no, it is because it's made by Pfizer and it's basically the same. So you can use them interchangeably. And a judge just came out and said, no, absolutely not. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's another win, you know, maybe the, the military will win a little bit there. Although I fear that most of them have already been purged. Um, they're trying to get them out as much as possible because, mm -hmm. you know, you decimate the population, you decimate the defensive capabilities of our country. Um, you, you know, you decimate the healthcare system by firing nurses and doctors as more right. and more people are getting sick, um, you decimate the economy. Uh, what's what's left? Oh, then you get to build back better, right? Well, and that's one of the things um, regarding that, um, the lovely commonarity or however the hell you say that, um, and the DOD stating that they're interchangeable. Um, as far as the healthcare workers go, um, a judge also struck that down because there was a huge lawsuit filed on behalf of healthcare workers because anytime there is a medication injection, whatever, any kind of treatment that's under an emergency youth authorization, you cannot federally mandate that. And the reason why you cannot federally mandate that is because unless it is fully approved. It cannot be a mandate. Um, and in speaking in terms of 
like a vaccination uh, to get federal approval to put it on the um, vaccine registry per se, you have to release a list of ingredients that anything that's under the emergency use does not have that. So you cannot mandate it because you cannot get informed consent um, of a patient or of a healthcare worker, military member, et cetera, et cetera, because that information is not available. So none of that stuff is allowed to be mandated under the laws that we have on the books. I talked about that a long time ago. Yep. Um, I had an attorney on the show and I told him, I'm like, you, you can't do that. I know these things because that was part of my job was the vaccines on the registry and keeping track of those and stuff. And he said, well, yes, true. You cannot federally mandate that because that's against the law, but private employers can still push that. But if that happens and if in a privately um, run business or privately owned business decides to still go through with that under the law that we currently have, that employer has to accept full and complete financial responsibility um, for people because it's considered experimental. Well, and I have to wonder if employers know that because it seems like even though these mandates are getting shot down in the courts across the country and across the world, they're still pushing the vax. It's like they, they don't realize that they are personally, financially liable for any injury that's caused by the vaccine for their employees if they mandate it against the issuance of the courts. Um I, I see a lot of lawsuits in the future. Maybe we'll, we'll talk to Lee about that this afternoon. Um, and I know part of the approval process is they have to release the data from the level one trials or, or any trials that they've Correct. conducted uh, to the FDA in order for it to be approved. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the FDA said, well, we don't want to release that to the public until 2076, mm-hmm. 55 years and mm-hmm. a judge shut that one down, too, and said, no, um, right. you have to start releasing data now. So they released the first, they have to release 500 pages a month until it's all out, um, mm-hmm. out of. Which is th- going to take until 2076. Well, it's, yeah, 329,000 <laughs> pages. So it will take until 2076. But the first 500 pages, I mean, there's over 1,200 deaths in the first two or three days of the study. Well, and that's also um, only information that is reported. Think about how many things are not reported because the data that goes into uh, the VAERS system and some of the other reporting systems, reporting percentages are like at 4%. So 4% of the entire population that's gotten it. Um, think about all the people that have not reported issues. Well, and that's funny you brought that up because I, we just happen to have here the uh, commu- 
uh, cum- <laughs> I can't even say it. Cumulative analysis. Cumulative analysis of post-authorization <laughs> advent- adverse events reports uh, mm-hmm. received through February of 2021. So this was mm-hmm. this was the 500 pages that came out of the FDA. So mm-hmm. what's really interesting in it too, and uh, they went through identified risk information, um, <clears throat> countries, uh, UK, US, and the numbers as the crazy part, right? So there were uh, 1,002 cases reported in that time period. Um, 54% per- percent, uh, potentially relevant cases revised. So there was a grand total of 2,958 uh, cases. So of, of the original 1,002, somehow it got up to 2,958. Um, the countries that added were the UK, the US, Mexico, Italy, Germany, Spain, Portugal, Denmark, Finland, Greece, whatever. Anyway, so it just goes into it goes into the facts about it, which is really crazy. But one of the findings, one of the final, um, one of the findings during the post evaluation um, <clears throat> refers to. Uh, hold on, where the hell did it go? I had it highlighted here. The hematological stats, which I thought was really crazy, right? So of these cases, 932 of the cases, which is 2.2% of the data collected, um, were hematological cases, basically saying about talking about blood clots, talking about Mm -hmm. uh, pericardia, all, all the different events. And the relative events of it was 681 of them were serious. 399 were non-serious. Um, most frequently re- reported were blood clots or epi- uh, epistaxis, uh, contusions, uh, site bruising, uh, hemorrhage, vaccine site hemorrhages, uh, petechiae, uh, he- uh, hemor- hemorrhagic, and hematid. I can't even pronounce this one. H-A-E-M-A-T-O-C-H-E-Z-I-A. Hematoschizia. Yeah, which is what? <laughs> um, There's a nosebleed for the first one. Right. I can't, I can't hemat- remember what petechiae is. Hemat- petechiae is the, is the pinpoint rash that you get. Yeah. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah, like meningitis like rash. S- s- and strep. Strep will do the same thing. You'll get yeah. petechiae sometimes from strep, but he- hematoschizia is actually blood in the stool. Okay, and then oh, my dad's had both of those. Yeah, thrio, uh, thrombobiotopenia. So that's microclots, basically, yeah. like mm-hmm. really small, tiny, tiny. Like we spoke about before, when the spike protein well we don't know now whether it's the the graphene oxide or the spike protein creating the bleeding around the body now but the mechanism is the, the response to it is still the same in the body whether it's a spike protein or the graphene hydroxide or hydrochloride or whatever the, the new one is that that doctor mysteriously died murdered didn't die um did you see that video yeah disappeared yeah so, so yeah so 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 um so yeah, so if that's happening at a microscopic level, then it keeps happening, and then the clots will will form in the in the very very small capillaries at a microscopic level. Then it'll back up until the clot eventually becomes bigger, and that's mm-hmm. why people were were describing having things like black toes, um, because they're having all these micro clots and bruising popping up in different areas and things like that as well. So that would be happening all over the body at a microscopic level, and that's why people were having random events like random strokes, uh, and and I've, 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 after having no history of that but going back something i just wanted to mention real quick before i forget so i've got a friend who works so i live where i live is uh where they make the submarines in uh in britain and um i've got a good friend of mine that works 
um, in or around that area. And he was saying to me that um, the insurance companies are the ones that are putting a lot of pressure on these companies to make, to mandate the jabs with their staff. Mm -hmm. So the companies are putting in some of them, obviously there's not all of them. Some of the companies are put in between a rock and a hard place because the insurance companies will, will threaten that they won't be able to insure. They won't insure them as a business unless all of their staff are, are currently jabbed and up to date. So I think and insurance companies essentially rule the roost because if you can't get insurance, you can't have people working on your premises and all that kind of stuff. You guys know, know all of that medical malpractice cover and everything else will be invalid for everybody else as well. So some people are saying that, that that's what's putting the pressure on these companies from a standpoint that they won't be able to function properly safely. So that's interesting just to bear in mind because it might not be all of the companies willingly doing it like that. Obviously, you've got the ones that are fully on board with with doing it, you know, that style, but there may be some that are put in a position where they cannot, you know, trade or function unless they have everybody um, vaccinated for insurance purposes only. So it's, it's, it's still unfair and it's still not right. Um, but my company, I think we said this last time, my, my employer said to me that, that they didn't, until it's mandated, they shouldn't, they, they're, they're not going to do anything because otherwise they're, they're putting themselves in a position of employment tribunal, um, which is going to court, you know, for unfair dismissal and so forth. So mm -hmm. some places over here at the minute will probably wait until they're properly, properly told that it's got to be mandated. Um, so, so anyway, I just wanted to, to, to mention that because I felt it was worth mentioning because some companies have been rolling it out. And they're good companies so you wonder are they all kind of not corrupted but are they all manipulated or, or is there an external thing going on and what do you do if you've got a big company and they turn around and say you can't run simply because of this um it puts them in a bit of a difficult position well here it was uh osha and the big thing here with osha they were trying to do the same thing here um and the problem with osha is osha doesn't really have an enforcement arm in certain states because the state has to be an osha state for osha to have an enforcement arm in the state and the problem with osha is that in most of the states in the u.s it is not uh, they are not OSHA states. There's a lot of states that are not OSHA states. Mm -hmm. For instance, we happen to live in one of them. Our state is not an OSHA state. Georgia's not an OSHA state. Therefore, OSHA doesn't really have any enforcement here in Georgia. They could try and come here and enforce something, but the state can tell them to piss off. Um, and I believe Tennessee is the same way, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe Tennessee is an OSHA state either. Most of the red states you find in the U.S. are non-OSHA states. They did not comply with something like that. And uh, the insurance tends to be tied to the unions pretty heavily and it's the right. occupational safety, safety and, and health, health administration administration yeah. yeah and the uh when when you boil that down though and you look at the states in the u.s for an insurance company to say well we're abiding by osha well that's great we're not an osha state so you have to insure us you don't have a choice um in that mm -hmm. aspect we're kind of uh taking we're, we're in good shape when it comes to that, for instance, we don't have, um, especially if you're in a OSHA state, um, even guys that are that fall under OSHA, uh, they are they're screwed. We're not, um, you know, for the most part, the states that are, which you're talking about all the blue states. So now they've got to go get the job that has to happen. But here, uh, thank God, we're not. And it's one of those few things that we have uh, a little bit more liberty. Not only that, but we also had the Sixth Circuit Court come out against that ruling as well. So we have right. that. We have a lot of things going for us in that. And I don't know if like any of these rulings do anything for you all in Britain. I would think that they would have to look at a country like ours. I would think Britain would look at a country like ours and no. say, wait a minute. They don't uh, care. They're, they're not doing it. Maybe this isn't something we should do. But 
if that were the case, then, I mean, across the world, they have been eliminating the jab for anyone under 30. So if, if that were the case, then here in the U.S., we would not be pushing jabs on children 5 to 11, where everyone else, everywhere else in the world, they're like, no, if you're under 30, don't get this. It will kill you. And here in America, they're like, no, no, come on. We want you to die. Yeah, exactly. in- inoculate your children, too. Um, so they can't have babies because there's too many of you and you're useless eaters. So get the hell out. Um, but do you know, on uh, talking about kids and, and uh, you know, having babies and stuff on that, uh, the first document dump um, from the Pfizer stuff, it, I found it highly interesting that the amount of occurrence of events was the highest in females. Yes. Because why? Well, that, Childbearing. Yeah. They're, they're that, trying to, uh, they're definitely trying to impede fertility. And it's right. funny because they've really been, they haven't been talking about that. You know what they've been talking mm-hmm. about when they talk about anything negative, they talk about how young men specifically, you know, under 30 or under 35 that are in good health are the ones most likely to be affected by the jab with heart problems, pericarditis, right. myocarditis, whatever it is. Um, they're not talking about the fact that the miscarriage rate, the spontaneous mm-hmm. abortion rate in women who've received the jab is seven to eight times higher right. than at any other previous time in history. Um, not to mention, not to mention the amount of stillbirths that are happening. Yes. Um, there have a been a lot of different countries. I saw a, a clip of a lady in Canada. Actually, we're um, going to, we're going to play that. That's uh, oh good. Yeah. You guys have got that good. Yeah, we do. And, uh, and you know, that's, that's, that's really scary for us. Cause you guys know mm-hmm. that we're expecting a baby here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well in the summer and, you know, Mick just asked me the other day, he's like, why haven't you been to the doctor yet? Cause I took a, you know, I took a pregnancy test. I knew I was pregnant. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I got a positive. Well, that's great. I'm like, you know what? It, until we have to go for an ultrasound, if we want to find out who it is, or I've got to go get my Rogam shot. Um, other than that, I, I see no need to go to the doctor because they're just going to piss me off. Right. They're <laughs> like, that's the last exactly. thing I need. Well, Don't piss off a pregnant mom. Bad idea. This is, this is what I was getting with the VARS data because I was about to bring that up and you guys jumped all over that but and stole my thum- thunder, but I don't care. Um, you should be used of, to that. Of all of, yeah. the, of all of the cases that were reported, and this is a really interesting stat other than the stuff we just talked about with the, uh, the problems that they had. Of... The 932 serious cases that they reported, 676 of them were female, 222 were male, um, 543 were adults, 293 were elderly, and there was an infant involved, uh, which I really don't understand that. How was an infant involved in this study when we weren't supposed to be giving it to kids? I'm really confused on that one. So Could have this been an is, infant affected by a breastfeeding mother. Of the 676 females... Get this. 496 of them died. Of the 222 males, 130 men died, um, which is just drives me up a wall. So then it gets down to the conclusion in this box um, under the hematological AESI conclusion facts. And it says conclusion. The community case review does not raise any new safety issues. No so new safety issues. Half the participants well, wow. died. Surveillance, surveillance will continue. 
No, no, and it hasn't because they unblinded the study because they didn't want to show how many people were affected by the vaccine versus the placebo. So give everyone the vaccine so that they can then say that, oh, well, these are all unrelated issues. Look, if it was... If it was vaccine related, then everyone would have the same symptom. That's not how it works. Everyone's different. Symptoms show up differently in everyone. And they stopped any kind of tracking on that. Like they tracked them for eight weeks after getting a vaccine, eight weeks after dosage. That's insane. They should be tracking them for at least eight years. They nullified their own study. Yeah. And not only Um, that. Because... Everybody remembers when um, Pfizer came out and called all of the people in their study and the people that were given the placebo, they had them come back in and they give them the vaccination. Um, So you completely nullified your own study. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why they're trying to hide data for 55 years because... They fucked themselves. They fucked up their own study. Well, not only that, then they go into uh, more patients with or without harm and co- co-association within the study, which again was through 28 February 2021. Listen to, to the things that they were looking for. Do you think death would be your number one thing that you're looking for if you were doing if you were doing a study? Wouldn't death be like el numero uno? Well, you'd think you'd be concerned about that, but okay. yeah, there's no coming so, back from it, is so there? You, so, you ready for this one? Their first one was accidental exposure to the product. Accidental exposure to the product, like it touched your skin by accident that I have could no poison idea. you. Accidental overdose was number two. How do you overdose if it's being administered by a health practitioner? Well, because there's no tracking of it. So, hey. I'm going to triple, quadruple protect myself. So I'm going to go here and get two Pfizer shots. And then I'm going to go down the street and I'm going to get two Moderna shots. And then I'm going to go get a J&J because I'm entirely brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Booster dose missed. Uh, circumstances or information capable of leading to medication error. Uh, contrained product administered or uh, con- contra contradicted product administered, expired product administered, exposure via skin contact, inappropriate schedule of product administration, and incorrect dose administered. Those are their top ones. There's nothing about death in there. There's nothing about like, hey, we gave this patient the vaccine and the patient died mysteriously 48 hours later, 72 hours later, two weeks later, whatever. There's nothing about that in there, but there's all this other, like there's bullshit tables in this whole document. And mm-hmm. we're going to post this to telegram. It is right. uh, this table. Uh, this document is, is scary. It's like we had the most, like the guys that got C's and D's in school were the guys that came up with how we're going to track the harm associated with this, uh, right. you, you this wrote an, drug. You wrote an NCOER once for, for one guy, and, and, uh, and I still remember you, you saying it, that um, he uh, set low standards for that of himself and his team and failed to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the interesting thing on that, on that lovely document dump um, is the section where they had so many people that were listed under um, – incorrect dosage given or um uh, what was it uh like basically they were given expired expired stuff um or given uh doses out of vials that weren't held at the correct temperature or whatnot and i thought who the who in the hell is administering your study where you have that many people 
that were either given the wrong dosage or given stuff that was expired or uh, had a broken, you know, cold chain, you know, um, criteria, things like that. And I was like, now this doesn't make any sense. Are you just like pulling people off of the street? Yeah. To, like, well, they are in England pretty much. So you, you, yeah. Well, so, in, so yeah. So this um, comes nicely into, because what we were talking about before. So it was more about getting the, the jab in people's arms has been Boris's um, theme over here for us in Britain. So there are people that are not medically trained at all that can go away and then do a, uh, a vaccination course, if you will, provided by someone else. And then they, they are technically qualified then to, to be given the jab to people. So you are getting people that are med are, aren't medically trained, giving it over here. Um, whether there was at one point where people, it was almost like a drive through McDonald's, right? Other, mm -hmm. other than the, but you were getting jabbed through the window and then people were driving off and, and things like that. So in that situation, um, you're not, you're not going to be getting experienced people do, doing the injections. You're not, they're not going to know whether they've been injecting it into the muscle or into the vein. Um, I know ever uh, in England, there's been a bit of a problem at the minute because we're taught to draw back on the syringe and I don't think you guys are in the States or uh, you are, yeah. but uh, there are yeah. people saying that you don't. In my, my, my experience, everybody is taught the same doing an injection mm. or procedure like that within reason because it has to be done like that because the body's the same within reason. Correct. So Correct. Um, you were always encouraged to pull back on the syringe no matter where I've done training and stuff before. So yep. uh, to, to determine whether you're in a vein or not, because of, when you inject someone with, right. a, with a with a jab, it's supposed to stay in the, in, in the area roughly where it's injected in that the area, then your body attacks that area and then the antibody to develop then and then it doesn't doesn't it's not supposed to really spread. Um, but you'll still get the antibodies because your body will still attack it in that specific area. So stuff mm -hmm. travels slower in your muscle tissue. So it can take up to 15 minutes for an intermuscular injection to get into your body properly or get into your muscle tissue. Uh, but to absorb into your sort of venous system, it, it can take longer, which is why they tell you not to go anywhere after, for 15 minutes mm -hmm. um, after you've had it, because, you know, up until that point, you're at risk of, of passing out. Um, so you um, so so the, the, if you inject into the vein and uh, then you, you put it into the venous system, which means it'll go around the heart and, and the body and everything else. And then it'll go into all the other organs as well. So mm -hmm. it is important. To, to bear in mind that I know we've not been touching on it at all. It's just when you get the jab, there's no, there's no risk from having the, the jab at all. There is, otherwise they wouldn't teach you to draw back on the syringe um, right. in the first place. So it's basic nursing or intermuscular injection 101, if you will, as, as much as cleaning the, the site with a, with a uh, alcohol gel and gloves and all that kind of stuff. So going back to it, yes, you are getting people in England that have been trained to, to give the injection um, who aren't medically trained. Um, so, but I know, but there's not been any there's not been any reports in England at the minute of anyone being given the wrong injection, the wrong dose or out of date drugs. I know you guys in America, there were some kids in Walmart that got given an adult dose, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. There was some right. yeah. there was some out of date, and this is because they're not medical professionals. And medical professionals, Correct. you drilled into you, you must you usually get somebody else to check the sell by date as well because mm -hmm. then they know that you know that you've both checked. Um, so you'll always, if you can, uh, even now still, someone will just wave it under your nose. Yep, yeah, is that the date? Yes, it is. It's in date. And then you've got two pairs of people confirming that the drug's in date. So it's really bad drills to give someone an out-of-date uh, 
jab or drug in any any shape or right. form. Not only that, um, but to give an adult dose to a child. Well, that's the that's other thing. The exactly. Other thing right. that you're looking at. I don't you're know not just looking at the. You're not just looking at the date, but you're also looking at the dose, and they're supposed to be in different colors according to yeah. our the tops of the. Uh, Adult the, dose the is purple, and the the kids' dose is orange, or vice versa. Or they're supposed right. to be in color, and like when you grab it, you say, "Hey, I'm giving this to somebody else," and you look at whoever's with you. Hey, I'm giving this, and there's normally an administrator on the other side of the desk that's looking at it when you pick up the vial and pull, you know, your initial injection out of this the the vial that you're giving the right one to the person. So how that happened, even in Wal Walgreens, which they're supposed to be, uh, most of them, you go there, you're at least a paramedic. If Pharmacist, right? Yeah, you're at least a yeah. paramedic at a minimum. A PA. You should know mm -hmm. what you're doing. I mean, that should be like a no-brainer. And how those kids, 36 kids or whatever, got adult doses, you're absolutely right. That's well, just and then there retarded. was – they did a – this just came out the other day. Um, they did a vaccine clinic at a public school, and they gave the entire school expired doses or all of the right. kids that got the vaccines in the school expired doses. Right. And then you had kids going in to get flu shots – and instead, they were giving adult doses of the COVID, COVID jab. vaccine. Yeah, um, this is really bad, man. Like, this is really, really bad stuff because we don't know. We know already what effects the adult uh, dosage has on on adults. But if you're giving an adult dose to a to a kid, he's already underdeveloped, and we already don't know what it's going to do to them anyway. It's really mm -hmm. bad, man. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know it's just really. And to give a whole like thirty-six kids the wrong dose, that means whoever was doing it clearly didn't know that they were given the wrong dose, and that's a concern because one or two, one maybe because mistakes happen, but thirty-six. That means someone had to come along and go. Hang on a minute, mate. You're doing you're, it on purpose. You're giving the wrong ones here. Right. Yep. Uh, how many have you given? And you could imagine the conversation. Well, all of those there, and he would have been like, "Ah, shit." <laughs> well, so, you know, talking about um, like Boris Johnson. Did I don't know if you saw that video of him getting his booster recently. Yes. I did and hear the, that he's the, a cokehead. The nurse had no gloves on, and it was like the safety cap was still on the syringe. And I'm like, okay, so this was a photo op moment, but. The sad thing is those things are happening everywhere um, where people aren't wearing gloves to administer. They're not cleaning the arm before they give it. They're giving the shot in the wrong place on the arm. Mm -hmm. It's not going into the muscle. It's going into subcutaneous tissue instead. Um, and even like I said before, you know, with vaccinations, when you order them into a facility, they come in on dry ice. Um, they have to be stored in a special medication refrigerator slash freezer, depending on, on what it is that you have. Um, you have to check those temperatures yeah. many times throughout the day. And if your refrigerator or your freezer... Um, the temperature is below what the cold chain um, conditions are for that particular vial of medication. You have to discard that. You have a form that you fill out um, that it failed, you know, the, the freezer inspection or, yeah. or the refrigerator inspection or whatnot. And then you have to keep logs of that. And then you have to destroy those files of medication. And you, so you thinking to... about all of the ones that are out of temperature range, and then you've got people that 
Um, like I had a friend that delivered lots of vials to a said store and they were getting so many large shipments in that they were storing them in the frozen food refrigerators. Holy shit. That is not okay because that is biological material that you cannot have with food. So not only is that vial contaminated, but so is all that food because that is, that is a no, no, you can't do that. There's a whole destruction document you got to fill out because you got to fill out the lot number, the, all the way down to the specific vial that you destroyed and how it was destroyed, where it went. Most of the time you send it back, I believe to, uh, there's a third party involved in that if i remember correctly in the u.s yeah, some some states have that yeah and yeah we have an so, england as well you can yeah didn't, drugs didn't down have, the toilet, i think yeah you have to send them to the pharmacy to destroy usually didn't they come out and say that you no longer have to maintain the covid vaccine at minus 76 degrees fahrenheit or whatever um wasn't that the new one wasn't that the so the original one that was in a clinical trial you had to store and then obviously the fda got the the other one authorized that wasn't of the same the genetic, uh, makeup as the original and that other one mm-hmm. that they're trying to say was the original i think can be stored at normal temperature but again the clinical trials were done with it being stored at that different temperature Correct. as well so so you don't know what the change of, of temperature storage is going to do so right. matt you brought up it. you you were saying it's bad so tell me something what are some of the bad things side effects i guess from kids being administered an adult dose for instance like what are some of the things that you would notice if you were a parent and you had a child and he went into walgreens we have one of our kids went into walgreens got got an adult dose of covid what would be some of the things you'd be looking for chest pain straight away chest pain shortness of breath you uh, the problem is is you'd, you'd get your usual things like a fever and everything else and flu-like symptoms it's just whether you'd be able to manage them because you're almost getting an adult dose but we've discussed this before because children have less ace2 receptor in their bodies than adults they're they're not as pr- prone to getting the flu anyway so it's 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 difficult but what it would cause would be the pericarditis and myocarditis symptoms anyway, which would be chest pain, um, shortness of breath, fatigue, malaise. Um, so, so some of the symptoms intertwine, but the the predominant one would be would be the chest pain, um, and, and obviously anaphylactic shock. Yeah, basically anaphylactic, which is what we're seeing in the athletes and the kids anyway. They just collapse. I was about um, to say your soccer right. players keep dropping on fields. I'm I'm just right. absolutely I'm aghast at watching that. I've seen it now on a couple of different games that I've watched, and I was just like, uh, nobody sees a problem with this. What was the we coach? had two um, we <laughs> had two fans. Sorry to interrupt, mate. We had two um, fans at two different games uh, last week. One at Chelsea, one at Southampton. Um, have cardiac arrests in the crowd on the same day, but two different games. Um, wow. And. I- and they, they're trying to normalize it a little bit now as well. But so oh, well, the win, when now winter's here, you know, it's it's perfectly normal to get heart attacks. And yes. In winter. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, climate That's change like... causes heart attacks. Smoking weed causes heart attacks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, cold weather causes heart attacks and post lockdown stress disorder. Right. Yes, I saw that as well. They're they're throwing that under the PTSD realm too. So with that, and you would think that you know kids getting a a full adult dose that would be pretty acute. It would be almost instantaneous, if not a little bit after, maybe within fourteen days, right? Well, so this is what something I wanted to touch on as well, actually, because it's quite relevant. So 
they've been talking about smallpox and they've been talking about other strains of things becoming more um more lethal okay more infectious and if you understand biology to a certain degree you can't make something more infectious because it's down to your cells in your body you can make something more lethal so that when it does infect your bodies it can you know you know it's going to kill you but you cannot make something more kind of contagious for people than it already is because your cells in your body have to be perceptive and permiss uh, receptive and, and permissive so so first of all your cell as as the spike protein or whatever comes into the body from the from the injection your cells it, it acts like a magnet so if you get two opposing sides of a magnet it, it deflects doesn't it right so Correct. your cells have to be receptive enough to to allow the spike protein to bond to your cell sometimes quite often naturally your cell is just unreceptive and it will just kind of push it away like a positive positive pushing away of a magnet and then if it is receptive and the vac and the, um, the spike protein can stick to your cells your cell has to be permissive which means allowing it into your cell to then take over and send the signals and you know um uh, multiply and then destroy the cell and, and go on to the next one if your cell isn't permissive your cell just won't let the spike protein enter your body now that is what we call natural immunity not naturally acquired immunity but just pure natural immunity which is what chaga helped chaga tea and everything helps um sort out and everything else so it's so basically because obviously your cells have uh, electrical charges in your cells that, that's how it all works so it's, it all depends on how your cells are charged as to whether your body will accept the virus uh, and allow it into the cell so that alone is, is a natural immunity you cannot make a virus more more lethal to avoid that biological kind of thing of your cells so that's why some people can just be naturally immune yeah. and then you have the naturally acquired immunity which is a different way but so isn't that why they're putting the mrna inside uh sm sm 102 the lick the lipid nanoparticle because it looks like a fat bubble so your cell thinks that it's not toxic and it absorbs it easier. We were just talking to Dr. Sherwood about that today, actually. Yeah, potentially, yeah. And, and this is where we don't know exactly because no one's actually really looked into it. But uh, again, it depends whether you, you, we don't know how well they've done that and how well your cell might look at it and go, no, 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 I know what's going on here. So that's not a problem. Um, so we don't know because they would have done it in a Petri dish with with only a few cells of different people or maybe the same person. So so it, it doesn't replicate well in a Petri dish because your cells, there's billions and trillions of your cells. So to see whether that would work, you'd need to physically view it in the body um, where cells would be not acting normally because in a Petri dish, they're not acting normally. Are they? They're not in the right environment. They're not, you know, they've not got the enzymes and, and, and you've got the hive mind mentality in your body with cells. They speak to each other and it spreads. So... The, if if the mRNA if it can get into your cells yes the mRNA can um, bypass your nucleus essentially which is what it does and sends messages to the cells next to you and then that spreads out and that's where the cytokine storm comes from because it happens too quickly um, because it's supposed to travel into your nucleus and so then the nucleus transmits it to the rest of your other cells but it's bypassing the nucleus and just going straight into the next cell and doing it like that because that's what the mRNA is doing and that's where it's causing all the problems um, so it, without them physically studying it in the body we don't know exactly because we don't know what's in it we don't know whether it is generally a spike protein that is programmed to you know like in a space float around your body or whether it is graphene oxide particles that are just bouncing around doing whatever they like and actually there is no spike protein there is no coronavirus um thing in it and it we're just being injected with with shit to mess up our bodies which is why no my friend at the minute right actually all his family are jabbed um and they've been around somebody that's been jabbed 
the uh the, the wife well the, the 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 partner has tested positive and so is the little girl uh don't get me started on testing i i keep going i say to him not to keep testing his kids but anyway he does but he works you know he's he's one of my uh, good colleague of mine he's very very smart guy very good at medicine um but you can't you know you have to accept certain faults so i think how he can do that to his kids i don't know anyway uh and then he tested positive and so did his little boy so all four of them have tested positive all four of them are vaccinated um, his wife was really poorly, um, but with flu-like stuff, so she's better today. The little girl, she was a bit rough for a couple of days, but it's feeling better. My mate hasn't got a thing, and the little boy's a little bit grisly, but he's all, he's all over it. So in a house of four people that have all been vaccinated, that have acquired it from the same source, they've all got it, right? So, so if you were to do a really small clinical trial in that alone, it's not very good efficacy, right? If all four of them have got it, uh, all four of them have been jabbed and they've all caught it. Um, but what is interesting is that both kids haven't been jabbed and obviously they're shrugging it off quite well. Whereas his wife, um, she's quite unwell, but he's always exposed to it because he works in A&E. So it might be that he had the jab, had his antibodies wiped out, but then caught it again. And then, you know, which is why he's not as bad. But there's, you'd think in a household where all of them are jabbed, there'd be some correlation between the effectiveness of the jab, but there isn't because they've all got it. So you could argue that, oh, yeah, they, they would have had it worse if they hadn't had it. But I, I, I don't think that flies really, to be honest with you. So it's just interesting that in that kind of really small, I know it's a really small control group, but we were talking about it today, how, you know, this on a larger scale, you'd expect at least to be 50%. Maybe two of them had it with symptoms and two of them didn't. You'd have an argument for it then, but all four of them having it. You, can, you, you could argue, you know, well, well that's, not really helped at all is it <laughs> for four of them have got it and they've all taken it and they've all got it so that was just quite interesting and obviously i'm sure you guys are seeing more and more of people testing positive anyway um but yeah so that's the whole cell thing and anyway, the reason I, I wanted to mention that because obviously smallpox is kicking off mm -hmm. or they're trying to scare everybody with smallpox by saying that they've bill gates has been messing with smallpox and there's going to be a more more lethal contagious strain and all that but if you're aware of how your cells and your bodies work they can't make it more contagious. And if you have chaga tea, Cliff will tell you that. Chaga mushroom. It's really good at keeping like the positive electrical kind of charges in your cells and everything. Well, I, I have to say it's not really a surprise to me, at least, that um, your friend that's been jabbed, that their the whole family came down with COVID. Um, there was a, a chart. Alex Berenson posted it um, last week or so about uh, and data out of the UK, uh, the English data on vaccines and mortality. And it showed that in, uh, it tracked the, the number of weekly deaths per 100,000 vaccinated people aged 10 to 59. And then the other tracked the number of deaths per 100,000 people, uh, unvaccinated people in England. And the chart showed that vaccinated people in that age group were dying overall at a higher rate than unvaccinated people. Um, and that's not from COVID. That's from that's from all causes. So you know they call it excess mortality, and they're showing yeah. excess mortality rates are up twenty five percent. Of course, we don't get data here in the U.S. They don't give us, you know, death rates or mortality rates for what, two years past the point where it actually happens, at least released to the public. Um, so most of our data is coming from the U.K. Uh, we probably we might actually get more UK data than you do, Matt, because I think I, I was just I was just going <laughs> to say yeah because I, I I know the gentleman you, you're speaking of and um there was something I saw 
the other day to, to, to echo what you've been saying as well. And, and we're, I'm seeing a lot more foreign media outlets reporting on Israel and UK because we seem to be the, 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 the higher um, jabbed population at the moment, uh, still willingly doing it as well. So, so, but yeah, so um, there, is, there has been, so when we spoke last time, I, I completely fluffed up the guys know that John, John, Almanac guy got it right this time. Yep. Oh, and yeah. the Magna Carta wasn't. Yeah, and the Magna Carta wasn't in eighteen hundred. It's in twelve fifteen. So I got that completely 1066. wrong. <laughs> yeah. So our Magna Carta was in twelve fifteen, and then it was rewritten again by a Pope, I think, in twelve twenty three or twelve eighteen. So just I, I thought I better because I listened back to it and I was like, oh no, really? God. Anyway, so that so I've corrected that so everyone can 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 fuck off now. Um, it was an accident, <laughs> all right. Um, but they um, so he's in, he's unless hold on unless. You subscribe to the um, false history theory where they've they've basically falsified all the previous history and uh, added a thousand years that didn't actually belong there. So really, we're in um, the year 1021 instead of 2021. Um, so if that's the case, then you were actually a little bit closer. In your a bit estimate. closer. So yeah, a bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. Just making <laughs> you feel better. But uh, anyway, so so he was um, so a quick look at his stuff again. But it's it's quite heavy reading, man. So, but what he's he was looking at the sudden influx of admissions to A and E um, in the under forty five for like what Mick was talking about of like um, uh, blood related issues. So we're having an increased prevalence of strokes, bleeds, blood clots, DVTs, PEs. Um, so PEs clots in the in the in the chest, bleeds in the brain, clots in the brain. DVTs, deep vein thrombosis, so clots in your calf muscle, lower legs, and everything else, uh, in people less than forty-five years old, which isn't you're not really considered a risk until you're over sixty-five anyway. So there's been a quite an increased prevalence of non-jab um, induced injuries, um, which you could attribute to the jab, but very cleverly they could all go, well, yeah, but it could just be unlucky. Um, so our figures aren't going to be accurate of of actual hospital admissions either. But we've, he was saying that obviously you see spikes in, in, in the data with regards to when the first, second and third jabs have been rolled out within seven to 10 days, uh, seven to 14 days of those jabs, you're seeing an increase then of people being admitted with blood disorders. So it's just quite interesting how the, we spoke about this on our last COVAX special, I think, how yeah, we, yes, the we way did. that they've done it. Because it'll we... be bouncing around the body, won't it? And it'll be so random symptoms that you can't attribute it to being the jab. Uh, which is how they want it to be when and they'll categorize it all as, as non-jab related deaths so therefore it won't bump up the we were talking about deaths. i think i believe we were talking about the pilots uh, i believe that was how that came up because there were all the pilots unions especially here in america that were saying no we're not getting the jab because they had literally pilots that were dying of strokes coming off of a plane um and they weren't um a hair over 38, 39 years old, yeah. and they were dying of strokes uh, involved with blood clots that they were getting. Basically, it was the reverse of um, decompression sickness, except they were doing it. It was basically compression sickness is they what the they were dying. in reverse. Yeah, and they were getting aerial bends or what they consider the aerial bends, which was like unheard of, and we have never heard of it up until COVID. And it was something that pilots were dying of, and they were like, nope, nope, we're not getting the jab. We're pretty sure that this is because every single pilot that died of it had just received either received both shots or had just gotten the first shot and died so it was like yeah no we're not doing that but it was funny because you said that we don't know the ingredients on may 18th of what's been in these jabs on may 18th a, st um, 
uh, article was re was released from uh, the Connecticut Department of Health here in America, and uh, they were going into the Moderna vaccine, and uh, they got a accidentally apparently got a box, and in the box it said what it was what was in the Moderna vaccine, so they went ahead and published it. So let me read off the ingredients. Uh, messenger ribonucleic acid, mRNA, lipids, SM102, polyethylene glycol, uh, I can't even pronounce this one, demenstrual glycol, cholesterol, and 12 disoteryl in glycol 3, philosophines in glycol, uh, trimethamine, and trimethamine hydrochloride, uh, acetic, acid and sodium acetate and sucose. That was the list yeah. that they were given on the box. So SM102 wow. is definitely in there, in at least the Moderna version and of the vaccine. The, that's the lipid nanoparticle that is not for human consumption at all. It's not for veterinary mm -hmm. or human use. At the same time, OSHA's filing. For research only. The manufacturer declares SM-102 causes damage to the central nervous system, the kidneys, the liver, respiratory system through prolonged and repeated exposures. Mm -hmm. And it crosses the blood-brain barrier, which is why, um, again, it's this is not a surprise to me. There was a new research that came out of Germany that showed that the most vaccinated areas of the world also have the highest rates of excess mortality. So they looked at 16 different countries, uh, that the top 16 most vaccinated countries in the world, and they found that the correlation is 0.31, meaning 31% higher death rate in excess mortality amongst the vaccinated than the unvaccinated. So, as they said in plain English, vaccination makes things worse, not better. Right. Yeah. And we have some data published, I think, recently as well, which which kind of echoed that. But they're suppressing the data. Like I say, the data that's coming out in England at the minute is isn't coming to the surface very quickly. But we, I'm trying to just look for something. There is um, our latest um, deaths in England at the moment. Um, or the UK in total, it was 1,814. So, but that is vaccine deaths. Obviously, we've seen an excess death increase of up to about, now this is where it gets annoying. I was told it was between 15 and 22,000, right, from um, August. And then I saw another figure that was 9,500. So they keep changing the, the data, right? Uh, which, which doesn't help either. And I don't know if it's because they keep recategorizing it. Because we spoke about this last time, because now obviously the third boost is available. I know certain countries like Israel, your vaccine pass will run out on a certain day if you haven't got your third, and then you'll be classed as unvaccinated. So I don't know if that's what they're doing, where they're not necessarily... Because at the minute, everyone there are lots of people going volunteering for their third, but they're being told by the doctors it's not their time yet. They have to wait their turn, because obviously there's people more vulnerable. Now I'm wondering subconsciously... Um, whether they're doing that on purpose so that everybody falls outside of the time frame that you would normally that they're giving you to get your third. So if anything happens to you, then uh, you'll be considered unvaccinated. If if that makes sense. Yeah. So, of course. Well, then. So, yeah. so I, I that wonder if that's the what first, they're doing on purpose because that, they were such a sorry, go on, mate. That begs the first question for both of you then, and because you both have administered vaccines, you've been around those who administer vaccines, you've been taught how to administer vaccines. Tell me something, how many times with any other vaccine that you have ever given anybody else, did you specifically space out the time frame for the vaccine? 
hepatitis B for me was the only one um, because you have to have that over the course of, I think it's three months and it's normally mm-hmm. one injection a month. And then it, but years ago, you'd have to have three injections and then you'd have a, a yearly booster after the three injections. Every year you'd have one, one booster uh, until your antibodies were above a certain level, uh, then you'd stop. But now they're saying you can have three and then they'll check your blood antibodies. And then if you've got enough antibodies, they'll you don't need any more now obviously you can't be completely immune to hepatitis b um but i think it's just more having it having the the, the uh the, the the antibody response or there's a certain thing in your blood i think they look for to make sure it's above a certain thing but if you've got enough of it that's it you don't have to have it again um so it's only three injections for life if you will um but, so, but you see where i'm going with that i mean that just seems really odd because we don't really do that for any other specific vaccines now no 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 don't we don't we don't but then hep, hep b so this is this this is the difference where polio diphtheria and all them other ones once you had the vaccine you are quite immune to it obviously you can still get it but you're, you're quite immune to it so um whereas hepatitis b i think the the, the vaccine isn't as good as the rest so they need to give you repeated doses. Maybe. Either that or I've got hep B. But according to my blood, I don't. But again, this is what I'm saying. It turns it all on its head because you cannot be completely immune to a virus anyway because that's that's how it is. You, you're never completely immune to a virus. Um, but your body you know, gets a head start on attacking it. So the idea of the vaccine is that it doesn't get a chance to spread to make you run well enough that your body can't recuperate. But that doesn't mean you still can't get polio and all the other lovely stuff. So with hepatitis B, I don't know whether because it's a different type of vaccine you're having because it's more of an inoculation rather than a vaccine if yeah. that makes sense yeah because it's just to protect you if you get exposed to someone who's got hep b or needle stick injuries or, or uh things like that so it's just a form of protection in case you come into contact with someone so it's not the same as protecting you from getting polio and the other bits and pieces but sorry no i don't know any other than hep b that you have, you'd have to give it three times and especially when they change the um uh, the, the duration of when you have have the boosters and everything else and all that as well. Also, Hep B has been out for 50, 60 years, I think. Um, so there's a lot more data there to go off. So because everyone has said that to us as well, it's like, well, if you if you're happy to take your Hep B, why would you take this this? Why don't you just take this jab? Because you have to have inoculations to work in medicine. Well, Hep B is recommended for a lot of jobs that we do. It's not um, required mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a requirement for certain ones. Um, and also, obviously, people aren't taking the Hep B and, and you know, it's dying. not a requirement for everybody to have Hep B either, just healthcare workers. They're not dying from it. They're not getting myocarditis. They're not having stillbirths. You know, it's not it's not getting any uh, negative press. So so it's there's there's nothing I can think of that's that's had as much. What, uh, what about you, Janet? Um, just because I worked in a facility where we gave childhood vaccinations, um, those are on a schedule and those do have to be spaced out and they tell you, um, you know, like, like Matt was saying with the hepatitis B, you get one the day you're born and then you come back a month later and then the next one is at like 18 months or something like that. But all of the, all of the childhood immunizations are on a schedule where they do have to be spaced out because you can't give them all back to back. Okay. Well, the the reason I was asking is because the only other one I've heard of like this, and I'm talking not childhood. I mean, I realize that that's true. That is very true. Mm -hmm. I know that the childhood one. As far as adult vaccinations, no. Correction. Correct. The only one I've seen like that is anthrax. 
anthrax mm -hmm. was spaced out. Like there was a 14 day time period where you got your first jab, you went back in, you got your second jab and every mm -hmm. vaccination that I did with anthrax was exactly the same way. And I've got all three of them because they said I wasn't still wasn't vaccinated because every time that I said, well, I've already got the anthrax. They said, no, well, you don't have the newest one. I'm like, uh, how many times can I actually take? Well, and, and I started know, asking questions about that. But you know, the interesting thing about the anthrax vaccine and a lot of people, um, haven't had it because the, most of the audience is younger. I've had, I've had like the smallpox vaccination and stuff. Um, but on, as far as the anthrax vaccination goes, um, because it was also at the time under an emergency use, um, authorization and the, the military was trying to mandate it. Um, the military members fought back against it and, um, they were like, well, uh, but it's a, it's, we're going to do it now as an off label use. And so there was a lot of back and forth between the military and the government. And it, it took like, um, 10 years for them to actually label correctly on the vial um to where it would be accepted and not under an emergency youth authorization where they could actually mandate it to the military i didn't know that until i started looking into that yeah but there was a huge fight over that for a very long period of time because it was another one of those kind of like the pfizer deal where it's like oh no these are the ingredients oh no well this vaccination is not the same one that you um tried to to put through before and it's the it's the same kind of thing because anytime you go through um a labeling change or um a rebranding a rebranding change, change in criteria change in ingredients in any way shape or form or even percentage of ingredients you have to refile all of that paperwork with the government um, to get all of that accepted and, and what they're doing now with a lot of these things is, um, using <clears throat> off label uses, um, where you can, oh, look, um, this vaccination that already got the approval months before for this Omicron variant or Omicron yep. variant, um, people of earth. Uh, like I months before it had actually come out. Is this thing on? Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> but that's that's another one of those things where it's like um, this vaccine was already in the works before this quote variant showed up, and they already got approval for this vaccination before the variant showed up. So it's another one of those off-label use type things where it's another rebranding of something else they already had. And and the crazy part about that is we also have seen proof from, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, the guy that used to work for Fox News. What was that guy that uh, we sh showed that video in the last episode? Um, anyway, he, had, uh, he has proof that Dr. Deborah Bur Burks, uh, our very own Mrs. Fauci, mm -hmm. the scarf queen. Um, mm -hmm. She was uh, involved in 2015 in uh, the production and the selling of uh, mm -hmm. this vaccine, uh, especially mm -hmm. Omicron, uh, mm -hmm. and to, the, to our government. 
And Mm -hmm. now she's in charge of the NAID and she's recommending that this is what we push forward as the vaccination for Omicron. And we have her fingerprints all over this thing like it started months and months and months ago. Well, it's kind of like Dr. Fauci and remdesivir. Correct. Um, Yes. Dr. Fauci was deeply involved in the remdesivir trials, and he's got lots of remdesivir <clears throat> stocks and et cetera, et cetera. And he's so ingrained in this whole process with this pharmaceutical manufacturer. And he's like, oh, no, we're going to ignore hydroxychloroquine and everything else we're only going to use remdesivir and then remdesivir just had a massive national recall because of glass particulates and the medication which were causing death or severe complications which it sounds like they're just trying to get ahead of the narrative because remdesivir causes kidney failure and death right. in like 86% of the people that take it, according to the study that right. they used to get the emergency use authorization in the first place, which tells me that mm-hmm. no one at the FDA actually read that study. Or if they did, then they understood that, you know, they're just, they're, they're along for the ride. They understood well, that this whole thing is about depopulation and killing people. So let's authorize drugs that are going to speed that along. But the thing is about the FDA, a lot of the people that are in the FDA also used to work for the pharmaceutical companies, pharmaceutical industries, or they get very cushy jobs in the pharmaceutical industry after leaving their post at the FDA. Yeah, Big it's so, yep. you know, they're they're married to each other. So uh, speaking of Omicron, this uh, this is really interesting. You guys know how I like words. Um, Janet, do me a favor real quick. Is that is your phone right next to your microphone? Yeah, let me. I hear, it's, I, I, yeah, I hear it buzzing a lot. So it's normally that's me. I know doing people that, are so. going insane Go today. Just <laughs> popularity. Stop talking to me. Um, so, not your first day, is it? God, crikey. So there's a there's a, t- a couple different anagrams for omicron one of them is moronic so they've been calling Mm -hmm. it the the moronic variant right um also uh there's an anagram for delta omicron spells out media control Mm -hmm. right um but this one i found really interesting uh one of the anagrams for omicron is oncomir so oncomir is a micro rna that's associated with cancer Mm -hmm. MicroRNAs are short RNA molecules, about 22 nucleotides in length, essentially, and it's called miRNAs, specifically target certain messenger RNAs to prevent them from coding for a specific protein. Isn't that interesting? It's not surprising or shocking because um, data came out, or I should say a quote, Uh, nurse whistleblower came out. um, Oh, I want to say it was in Switzerland, Slovenia, Slovenia. Yeah. And I had talked about that where they've got the coding on the vials one, two, and three. And if it's vial one, that's the one they give to the politicians and the elite people, which is basically the placebo. There's nothing in it. And then the second one is just the MRNA um, and then the third one is actually the mRNA and a cancer gene. Hmm. 
Yes. Where you just brought that up. Right? Because you guys, you know, I, I've been going on about this rapid onset cancer that's caused right. by the jab. And right. it came out, I believe, over the summer um, that the, the old polio vaccine that they used to give everybody uh, mm-hmm. actually contained a cancer-causing virus. And right. like 80 million Americans were injected essentially with cancer when they got right. their polio vaccine. Oh, wonder why cancer is on such a huge rise these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, y- you want to play a clip here, babe? Yeah, I was looking. Um, I'm trying to find that one. That I thought we had the Slovenia nurse. Um, no, because that was just a story. It wasn't or uh, that was the, they're thinking of the South African doctor that oh, said okay. that Omicron, Omicron is basically asymptomatic that they don't understand why everyone is losing their mind so up in arms about well yeah she does an interview doesn't she so they've been they've been so it was us the british that made it really bad so she did a video didn't she recently saying that it was um they're already finding patients with the um Omicron, Omicron. It just reminds me of Optimus's Prime's Optimus Prime's arch enemy. You've got Megatron and Omicron. Anyway, so it also means no crimbo, and crimbo is a slang thing for us for Christmas. So no crimbo means no Christmas. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and then, um, but yeah, she she did the story saying that she's been dealing with it for a little while. Then she said on a tv interview that they'd had it and then um it was the because she did the interview because she was surprised at how it got picked up by the rest of the world but it was britain apparently that um that picked up the story and then exacerbated it and made it worse and she she said did she i'm so disappointed in you (laughs) which um which just goes to show how you know that that's what what we're looking for i was i was looking for it i i guess i i thought it was here and uh hold on i'll send it to you i have it right here because I did, I did hear somewhere, and I'm trying to find it before, before I. Um, but apparently, Corona in Latin means um, like radiation aura type thing, uh, and then obviously virus is poison in Latin, isn't it? So you've got radiation poison, yep. which is coronavirus. Coronavirus. Mm. <laughs> and and the symptoms you get from it are. That you could say from like radiation exposure as well, aren't you, with the bleeds and yes, and all the other right. bits and pieces and everything else right. as well. And um, that brings the five G aspect into it too, because we have no idea what five G is going to do to our bodies. Um, we do know what five G does to graphene oxide. So if there is actually graphene oxide in there, as so many doctors have come out and said, um, you know, we we could be really screwed when they they fully activate that. Actually, you know, I I uh, I started watching a new. I think it was on Hulu, a, a new series last night called The Last Man Why, the letter Y, right? And the premise of the show is that every man on the planet just all of a sudden started bleeding out through every orifice and dropped dead. Except, oh, it's on Disney. Except on for Disney, this one guy. Um, that sounds like on, a good Disney movie. It, well, it's no, on, it's, sorry, it's on on the star one is i've said that's good mom i yeah. like it it's on fx but uh mm, you know it was that's it. they so they and it's very it you get you know two or three episodes in it gets very political you know there's uh that the woman who is supposed to become president they don't want her to because she's you know hard right-wing fringe anti-vaxxer anti-science um anti-abortion sound sound familiar um so they're they're going uh they're going hard against her and um, you know, painting the 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 Republicans as 
you know, the evil ones and, and whatnot. But, um, but they talk a lot. They haven't come out and said, I'm only three or four episodes in. They haven't come out and said that, you know, there was some kind of vaccine uh, just previous to all this happening, but it's implied. It's very heavily implied throughout the show that, uh, you know, all of these people got a vaccine and then all of a sudden all of the men started bleeding out and all dropped dead. Um, scary shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, sounds familiar. we'll play this real quick because, yeah, we do have it. Um, this is that interview that you were talking about, Matt. Uh, everybody that's watching, you guys can check it out. It's pretty cool. Looking at the mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. I also checked with the hospital, some of the hospitals in my area, and one of the biggest hospitals, they only have one patient currently that's COVID positive on a ventilator, and they don't even know whether it's COVID, uh, you know, it's Delta or whether it is um, Omicron related. We acknowledge that it might change going forward. But the hype that's been created currently out there in the media and worldwide doesn't correlate with the clinical picture. Um, and it doesn't warrant to just cut us off from any traveling and ban South Africa as if we are the villains in the whole process. It should not be like that. So, yeah, there, there's, uh, she's even saying it. She's like, yeah, we shouldn't be banned, uh, all that other wonderful stuff, which kind of makes me giggle. Um, it's like, uh, all right, what the heck? Uh, if you're even saying it's not that bad, then, I mean, Christ, this, is, uh, this isn't as bad as what you're making it out to be. So, you know, I, well, no, we- India is kind of, uh, well, there's a lot of countries around the world that are fighting back against the jabs right now. So there was a doctor in India um, he, he's a, a leading doctor credited with improving early treatment of COVID-19, which there's very few doctors that are doing any kind of early protocol for COVID-19, which would have saved millions of lives across the globe if they'd actually done that. Um, but he said in a conference that the goal of vaccine transmission campaigns is to quote, control and kill off a large proportion of our population without anyone suspecting that we were poisoned. He said the deaths that are meant to follow the vaccinations will never be able to be pinned on the poison. They will be too diverse. There will be too many and they will be too broad. Uh, they will be in too broad a time frame for us to understand that we've been poisoned. That's from Dr. Uh, Shankara Chetty. So um, he said he's tra- treated 7,000 COVID patients without a single hospitalization or death. And uh, basically he's saying that, you know, every everything that they're doing the lockdowns, the the masks, the vaccinations, it's it's all with the goal of killing us off, depopulation. That's it's a, an agenda and we're coming to realize that it's been planned for a, a very long time. Um and the the whole thing revolves around getting the entire world inoculated with this vaccine. Not only that, but you know, we've ta- and I know we've talked about it at great length. You know, one of the last things you want to do is put somebody on a ventilator. And uh, one of the first things you're still doing, we're still doing it here in the States. I don't know if it's as bad for you over in England there, Matt, as it is for us. But in the U.S. right now, the, one of the first things they do is stick somebody on a ventilator. If you've got COVID, um, boom, you're on a ventilator, uh, putting it into a drug coma and you're on a ventilator. I 
Remdesivir and a ventilator. Yep. I'm Which do not work there. well together. No. No. No, they don't. There's lots of studies. We're, we're having... So we don't have um, as big ICUs as you guys, as, as um, I'm sure you can imagine. So our ICUs in most hospitals, maximum of 20 beds anyway. So it's not a lot. So when they say ICU is full, you've only got roughly... There are some hospitals with, with more beds, but on average, because the hospitals aren't huge... Um, you're averaging about 20 beds. They will try and double up, and and um, but usually whatever their maximum capacity is, they've normally got a few more extra they can put in. They were doubling it up, but uh, my friends are telling me that they're seeing more patients being admitted who are just sick. So it's not as much. There is COVID creeping back in, um, but there's not many people going on ventilators because there's not as many people coming in with COVID. They're just sick, really sick, with uh, with other bits and pieces. So. Um, when when it's like that, and this is what people don't get sometimes, I think, because when you're in the thick of it, when you start your 12-hour shift in A&E and you've just got a six-hour wait already, you've got patients on the corridor, you've got really sick people, you can't move, you've got ambulances outside waiting to offload patients, you don't care consciously what they're coming in with. You just treat, uh, triage, treat, you know, stabilize and, and, and move along. So I've had to say to my mate on a few occasions, you need to try and subconsciously see what's going on because you're the only person who can really relay accurate information back because it all depends on what that patient's being punched in the system has been admitted with as to whether it goes towards the numbers or not um yeah that so coding it, it, is it, really important it is 100 percent. yeah exactly so um and, and that ties in with the data we're seeing now with the increased um issues with the strokes and the excess deaths but but what i'm saying is so our nhs is used to being busy all the time so especially at this time of year so it, it's coming at a time where we would expect to get busier anyway but what the difference is, is it's kind of got busy and stayed busy. Um, so the question now for us is whether it, now that it's the weather's starting to turn for us, it's getting cold here now. Now it's interesting to see whether people will, will get more sick or whether we'll just still stay at the same level with with just everybody being sick. So it's really interesting um, at the minute. And obviously with winter time, you always get excess deaths anyway. So they have. I think for me, when when I first started looking into all of this and everything else, being from the background that I am, I was very much like, right, okay, you got to try and look around the sides. It's easy to believe everything because you want to be part of, you know, you, you, you not do you want to be part of it, but you want to, part of you secretly wants to think that the government is really doing what it's doing because the way things are for us now can't be the rest of the way it is forever. So the only thing that's going to really overgrow, uh, overtop all the government or, or, or promote devolution as a, as, a, as a thing is by something crazy like this and it all coming out that actually the government are trying to depopulate the planet. And someone said to me, "If because I struggled to get my head around that because it was just like, nah, man, I don't think they're that switched on enough. But the people that you see might not be switched on enough, but the people above them most likely are very much more switched on than they are. But they said to me, if you try and think about and just put it in your head that they are wanting to depopulate the planet, everything else fits into place as to why they're doing what they're doing and justifies their reasons for doing it and everything else. And, and then I went away and I started thinking like that and 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 it is true. Every time we push back with something, a mandate gets kicked to the side. They push back with something else. Uh, Sajid has just announced on Twitter just now that he's got an important announcement about Omicron. And I got a message from my school today that someone in my kid's class tested positive and all this. So it, it, it always it's like that they turn the bubble up and they go, right. So now we're going to implement some restrictions and and and, all, and this is how it starts. Then. So and also a tweet from Israel. Uh the Israeli Ministry of Health have just announced that it will ex it will approve the fourth booster shot. 
which will mean that all those with three who don't get the fourth shot will have their COVID passes revoked as the, as the same that happened to those with only two shots. Like I said, one, one and two, you need three, three, you need four, mm-hmm. four, you need five. It's just going to keep going it, uh, and when, going When are people going to say enough? Like when you're on your second vaccination card, maybe they only put six slots on there because they figure that's the maximum that's, amount that's, that's going to take gonna to need. kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, you know, it's funny though, because we all see the writing on the wall. We well, know lockdowns are coming back, right? Actually, they're they're actually, coming back to the UK. I'm asking the one question. When you fill your vaccination card up, do you get like a free sub at Subway or something? Or maybe no, no, yeah, like another my- free donut? <laughs> Nuts. Apparently, in, yeah. uh, in I think it's in Amsterdam, you get a free blowjob. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They're, they're, I would have thought they would have given out... us some brownies. Hey, wait. How many people are going to run out and get their boosters now? They actually, you, you, get <laughs> a, you get a free sex session when you get your COVID-19 vaccination at the sex parlor. No joke. You'd go in with a fake arm, wouldn't you? You'd have like a plastic arm that you could just keep getting done over and over right. again. Dress up, different, different disguises, change my name. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, obviously. I think one I'd of much, the. I would the, much rather have that than a donut. Though, I, I, so. think, I think I'm one of the, the professional women in there would be like, wait a minute, I've seen this cock before. <laughs> this isn't the right cock. <laughs> That's not really something you can disguise so much. So, um, but, uh, okay, so, but seriously, the writing on the wall, right? We know lockdowns are coming back. I think they're not going to come back to the States until after the holidays because they, they want to get as much of our money as they can first. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, you know, they're they're coming back to the UK. They're coming to Israel. Australia is already in like hardcore lockdown. Massive lockdowns. Um, Austria is in lockdown. I, I mean, half the first world, as they call it, is is in lockdown um, or about to be back in lockdown. And uh, I, I believe, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the Brownstone Institute put this uh, this paper out. It's a very long read. I'm not going to read it. It's a 165-minute read. Um, But uh, the title is, More Than 400 Studies on the Failure of Compulsory COVID Interventions. So basically, they say the great body of evidence, comparative research studies, high-quality piece of evidence, and reporting judged to be relevant to this analysis shows that COVID-19 lockdowns, shelter-in-place policies, masks, school closures, and mask mandates have failed in their purpose of curbing transmission or reducing deaths. These restrictive policies were ineffective and devastating failures, causing immense harm, especially to the poorer and vulnerable within societies. Because, again, it's not about your health, right? If they're instituting Mm -hmm. lockdowns, it's not because it stops transmission or it makes people better. Basic immunology, everybody knows. I mean, I'm I'm certainly not a virologist. I didn't go to medical school. Um, But I know that the best way to achieve herd immunity is to interact with other people. Exposure. Yes. Right. When you, when you distance yourself six feet from everybody, when, I mean, when you, when you have social distancing, you're not distancing yourself from germs. You're distancing yourself from other people's energies. You're distancing yourself from other people's essentially DNA trans transmitting and receiving energy all the time. Um, and it goes out about six feet. That's how you interact with people on a genetic level. When you cut that off, then there's there's no way. And wait, we lost their audio. Did we? They can't hear us hey, anymore. Hold on a second. We're gonna try and fix this. Why again. don't you pause it real quick? I am. I'm gonna end up having a. Okay, and right. audio f- issues fixed. 
Yeah, Google Meets is not the shit. I don't think it's going to be the one nope. we're going to be using. Zoom sucks so, too. So we're going to have know. to figure something else out. Yeah. We're still in trial processes. Yes. Processes. Anyway, um, so yeah, so we're, we're going back into lockdown, except for uh, South Africa. South Africa, I believe, is is not going into oh. lockdown. Sorry. I, the, you, you, you said. Well, you had that clip up the last time. So um, here we go. So th- this guy, uh, you know, South Africa, they or most of Africa, they regularly take ivermectin for malaria and, and hydroxychloroquine for malaria and river mm-hmm. blindness. So they are already in pretty good shape. Only 6% of South Africa is vaccinated and they have essentially no COVID. And scientists were baffled. And that story came out. And then like two days later, we got Omicron. Um, and I thought it was also really interesting with Omicron that Big Pharma got an emergency use approval a couple weeks ago for a COVID variant that was discovered just days after. Which is weird. So they got the EUA like weeks before the Omicron was officially discovered. So um, in South Africa, but it probably didn't originate there. I think they just blamed South Africa because they're trying to push the vaccines, but this guy's not falling for it. So... Well, they said, didn't they, that the um, apparently England was going to send them. I can't remember if we spoke about this on the last pod, so forgive me. Um, England were going to send South Africa some uh, jabs that we hadn't used. Because obviously, if you've read the contracts that Pfizer does between the governments, you'll realise the governments aren't allowed to send any of the vials back. That's why we keep trying to ship them around the world to everyone. And everyone keeps going, I'm okay. Thank you very much. We gave some to the <laughs> Japanese, didn't they? And then 120 kids um had reactions didn't they recently in, in japan so they stopped it with the moderna then we gave them to india and then they had some problems so the same thing happens with south africa and south africa said no we're all right thanks yeah so then the omicron variant comes out a few days later as if to say well you're not all right you know, yeah you're not exactly. all right you're fine yeah and it's it's just ugh, it's it i think what once you once you see it now i i i always try because I don't, I, I speak a lot of shit all the time anyway. So when I do speak, I don't, I want to make sure, especially with stuff like this, that it's not completely shit. So I do try and do my research and things as well. I don't realize how much I read, to be honest with you. The recently, the, the wife's been saying to me that you always on your phone. Like he says, I'm reading. Um, but it's, it's becoming more apparent now that there's more stuff floating to the surface in England now. There's, there's articles, there's news articles. I think even the BBC published something the other day about AstraZeneca contributing towards blood clots and everything else so it's coming into the it's floating to the top of the woo yeah what's what's going on with everything which is good and we'll and and i've said this to my friends before who are who are kind of on the same level you'll see the same stories that we've seen months even years ago recirculating because it needs to kind of circle itself to to the top so everybody's on the same page with how much knowledge we've learned yeah just like hunter Um, biden's laptop yeah but yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, let's yeah. play this clip yeah. of this uh, South African president. Here you go. Nobody will be forced to take this vaccine. I want to repeat. Nobody will be forced to take this vaccine. Nobody will be forbidden from traveling to wherever they want to travel to, including from enrolling at school or from taking part in any public activity if they have not been vaccinated. Yeah, so that was the South African 
uh, president, I guess, or premier, prime minister, or, or prime whatever. Minister, whatever too, too bad whatever they, they shut down them. travel to South Africa. Or you might see a huge uh, immigration there coming out of the states, right? Is he going to be next on the uh, mysterious list? kill list? That's, Probably. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering be... if he's going to get uh, a vaccine of uh, very rare, indefinite proportions. You know that, like, oh, he got over vaccinated, or he was exposed. <laughs> he got elephant's dose yes. instead no, of, he'll, uh, he'll of he'll a child's have, dose. He'll have a heart attack. <laughs> With a harpoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, going back to those vial things as well, it makes sense because if you've got, if you're doing a clinical trial, you must have a control group. So, right. or placebo group. So although it does make sense. Although we don't know. No, well, well, if you read the clinical study, it says it's an observer. Oh, it's a it's a dose finding blind, 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 blind control. In other words, they were trying to figure out the dose, and no one knew what um what would be in, in, injected with them, which would make sense. It was a double blind study. So whoever's given the jab doesn't know what's in the jab, and who's receiving the jab doesn't know what's in the jab either. So you would need a certain control group. So it would make sense to have the different, the saline, the thing and everything else, because that's what you would do in a, in a normal clinical trial environment anyway, under the, in, in the cohort of, of people. So that maybe means that they're aware that there are different cohorts of people and the unvaccinated are, are, are one part of the control group. And then you've obviously you've got the people who have taken the different, different vials, because I think on your card, it lists the batch number, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Think. In fact, yeah, it that, should. Uh, it they... should anyway. Yeah. And then the signature of whoever gave it to you, which is your proof of who gave it to you uh, in case you ever need to take that person to court. Oh, good to because, know. Well, yeah. we, well, so we, we spoke about this before. We spoke about it might have been on the last COVATs or before, but so it's only it's the person given the injection that's that's going to be held accountable because you're right. breaking the skin skin barrier, aren't you? So even if the doctor told you to do it and they say, oh, I was just following orders or whatever, you're still going to be held liable because it's actually you that, that carried out the um, the injection. So, right. And actually, uh, on this, it doesn't have the signature of the person that has the healthcare professional or clinic site. So here on Mixcard, it just has the name of the hospital that he went oh, see, to. That's not handy either. So, yeah. so, so if there was any problems legitimate going forward, you've got no means. Correct. They'll be able to see what staff are on that day, but then it might be between five or six different members. So there's no one person held account. So, so you could argue that they've done that on purpose. And that's exactly, you are hundred percent correct. Cause they have to have, um, the lot number, the expiration date and the person's signature who gave it. And if and that information, as well, it... any of that is missing, then you have no legal recourse. That's no, <laughs> let's see here. I do have a lot number. Um, I don't have an expiration date. I just have the date it was administered and, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all that's on here. And there's yeah. just a professional, uh, healthcare professional or clinic site is what it states. So that doesn't. So usually the person given the injection, you sh they should have their personal, uh, your your mm -hmm. pin, your registration number. We we all have them, paramedics, doctors, whatever. So you should put something on there so that you can be identified in case there is a problem going forward. And and if the patient dies, you'd need to go coroner's. So they need to be able to contact you. Um, so it's interesting that they've done that, really, because if they've done that there, how on earth are they they doing it on the drive-through vaccination sites where you just stick it through the window, jab, and they drive off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get your ticket. You've got no idea who's given it to you. You've got no idea what they're given to you either. Um, 
But do you have any? Do you have any friends like uh, that are uh, that have gone through those drive-through sites? I mean, we don't. I personally don't know anybody that's gone through any of the drive-through clinic sites. I know everybody else that I know that's got the vaccine has gone through uh, just a regular. You sit down in a chair, they stick it in your arm, um, and you get your little card. You got to fill out some paperwork before you even do that. And then once you're done with the paperwork, you go up and you sit down in the chair, they jab you, they sign your card, and you walk out the door. Um, or you sit there for whatever, 15 minutes, and then you walk out the door. Um, I have a question on that. What paperwork are you filling out beforehand? The one that I filled out was uh, specific for our company. wasn't uh, necessarily uh, anything for the uh, medical officials that were the medical professionals that were there. Uh, there was one document that said, are you allergic to, and then went down a list of different things that you might be allergic to, or have you ever known to have had, um, and it went through a bunch of different medical conditions like high blood pressure, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. So all of those things that you put yes to should have disqualified you from the vaccine in the first place. I would have thought. Unless well, and my question, too, is in that paperwork, is there anything where you were waiving your consent? No, I believe actually the one document that did come from our company was informed consent. It was the informed consent, even though that's impossible, because, again, we still at the time did not Correct. have a list of ingredients. Um, I believe there was no wave of informed consent. I believe it was you signed that there was informed consent as to why you were there, what you were getting. Yeah, so and, that's, and that's that's not right then either because as part of an informed... So this is where it gets really, really ropey because consent as a whole is different when you're consenting for a medical procedure or medical intervention, obviously. So <clears throat> you consent to something like going into a store without whatever because you're aware of the risks for whatever. But if you're taking a medical procedure or an intervention, you're not aware of the risks because you're not a medical professional. So um, before you do any procedure, especially if something... Uh, under emergency use authorization they should be sitting you down and saying right there are risks at this and that and this and that can happen which they would do if it was a new cancer treatment or whatever you'd sit and have a conversation with your doctor they describe the, the effects the negative effects the side effects the post you know and then you'd make uh, an informed decision um so just signing something saying lost audio again stand by Okay. All right, we're going again. We are back again. So um, thanks to Mick, I get to do uh, massive editing on this one. Not that I edit for content. I just edit for fuck-ups. So, um... This wasn't my <laughs> fault. Jesus. It's definitely As you fault. can see, the screen is much different now because we had to switch to Zoom. Yeah, so so. It switched to platform, different platforms. When in doubt, sucks. blame Mick. It's always his fault. <laughs> Everything is his fault. I love how it's always my fault. Absolutely. Um <laughs> Except for, so, all right, so uh, going back to Omicron, Matt, I know you were in the middle of uh, talking about informed consent when we got the blip. so rudely cut off there. Um, Damn you, Google Meet. But, uh, and, and so obviously there is no informed consent because you can't be informed if you don't know what's in it or what it's going to do to you. So um, that's, that's basically what that boils down to. And Janet, you and I, or we have all spoken a lot about what the jab does to you uh in the the very first covid special we did a year ago we went over the fda list of side effects so i want to mm -hmm. read something to you and and tell me if if this sounds familiar okay um let's see cough either dry or productive sore throat breathing difficulties heart-related complications including heart failure arrhythmia heart inflammation and blood clots 
disorientation, dizziness, altered mental state, headache, uh, brain fog, which is a cognitive disorder characterized by memory loss, inattention, poor concentration, lack of orientation, uh, temporary loss of sense or smell, food tastes differently, delusions, strokes, brain hemorrhages, cognitive disorders, psychosis, peripheral nerve damage, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, gastrointestinal symptoms, vomiting, diarrhea, loss of appetite, death from multi-organ failure, septic shock, and other complications. Do those sound familiar? They do sound familiar, and it sounds like... Hmm. The list that was uh, in the FDA meeting a year ago. Yeah, you the know where complications that they were looking for or concerned about in the vaccine during one of their emergency youth authorization mess meetings. Yes. Mm. So that that list that I just read is the symptoms of the new Omicron variant. Well, shock and awe. Right? And it matches up nicely with all of the news articles about the PTSD and the blood clots and the heart attacks and the strokes. So uh, I, I, just based on that, I, I really think that one of the reasons that they're pushing Omicron is to cover up the vaccine deaths from all mm-hmm. of those things that we just talked about. Um, right. Because uh, interesting that Omicron is only in the fully vaccinated. I've yet to hear of an unvaccinated case of Omicron. I mean, there might be some out there. I'm, I'm not sure how they're testing for it since um, I don't know how they well, test for any variants. But Oh, well, you know, don't worry about that because Bill Gates is working on that technology as we speak um, with the you just made Luciferase. Me- you you made what? me you made me feel so much more safe now that you said that Bill Gates is working. I on know, the, the right? Because trust Bill Gates. Yes, he is the science, like Fauci. No, Fauci There's is the science. science. Fauci is the science. If you right. doubt Fauci, you doubt the science. Hey, guess what? That makes me a true science denier. Yes, me too. Oh, um, shit. Here anyway. we go. <laughs> We're about to get banned from every platform that exists out We've there. We've already been banned from everything that seriously censors. That's why we never even tried YouTube, because we knew we'd get three strikes right off the bat. Three strikes, you're out. So, um, well, I dropped the F-bomb way too much to be on They YouTube. don't care about that. We could have sex on YouTube, and they wouldn't care, like live porn. Wow. But if you talk about you know this stuff, then out you go. Bye. Peace be upon you. Yes, exactly. Um and anyway, so. she's talked about sex a lot today, Mick. I'm kind of concerned. Are her she pregnancy just, hormones in check? Just got some last night. I'm really confused. Really confused. Obviously, it wasn't enough. Yeah, Apparently obviously. not. I'm glad you're not being like weird and 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 like not wanting to have sex because you know I don't want to hit it in the head, man. No, I, I know that's not happening. He's that's Irish. That's not, not even happening. Happen. Like I say, I'll never strike bottom, but I'll rock the shit out of the walls. Okay. Hey, hey, man, wait, big enough I, to fill a pram, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I thought he was small, so how's he even going to touch the head in Exa- the first place? Exactly. Exactly. I'll never strike bottom, but I'll rock the shit out of the walls. Yes. That's my claim there to fame. There you go. All right. Um, well, this, this, this poor, this super hot chick in Australia obviously was not as lucky as I was last night um, because... Uh, <laughs> So this video has gone viral. Sorry, ladies. Of uh, at this, uh, seriously, she is sm- 
smoking hot. Anyway, this 26-year-old Australian um, who who got quarantined, right? So uh, through COVID tracing, they found out that she had been exposed to COVID. And uh, basically, the cops showed up at her house and, and drug her away and put her in the gulag for two weeks. And uh, so she... Had a hidden camera going at some Surptitiously point. Surreptitiously yep. recorded. Uh, recorded some of it. And then she did an interview after she was uh, finally released. Um, but uh, let's let's play this recorded, this hidden footage here, this or hidden recording. Because it's uh, coming to the U.S. very soon. Coming soon to a state near you. Yep. Give you a warning, yeah? An official warning that you have to stand above and obey the rules while you get, yeah? And that's, we have to... Go to the rules again. I don't care. So am I allowed to go to the laundry? You're allowed to go to the laundry, but you've got to wear more. Yeah? yeah, righto. Yeah. And you definitely can't go up the fence anywhere else. But you're allowed to go to the laundry, yeah? That's always been the case, yeah? Right, so if I was sitting just here, which is right near the fence, why are these guys in a cabin that's right near the fence? It makes no sense, does it? Yeah, but you can't leave your balcony to go to the fence to so if I was at that balcony... The law. There's a law that says that. Highly infectious when all of us people are negative. It's a five thousand dollar fine if what? If, if you breach again. If if I walk out onto that path. Without your mask on, if, with, if I cross that yellow line that I've broken the rule, I will be issued with a five thousand dollar fine. Right. What a load of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh <laughs> Yeah. Did you even think that the guy's given the uh, reading the instruction? I mean, I, I've had to stand there before as a paramedic and say certain things to patients and everything else. But standing there and having to say something like that to a patient. If it doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't matter. That's, that's yeah. that. Those are the lines. We have to draw lines everywhere. And we're drawing a line right here. Here's our line in the sand. And if you cross it, we're going to slap a fine on you. And if you cross it again, we're going to throw your ass in jail and you're never going to get out. And I'm sure you guys have seen the interview that she did, but she is seriously smoking hot. I mean, she's, she's really good looking. She, she is not hard on the eyes. Okay, here. Here's, Let me see if I can share this. Uh, obviously, try... it's not the whole 26-minute interview or whatever it is. But, um, the initial film I saw, you could just see her feet yeah. from the balcony. Yeah, Which yeah. I hate feet. And, and, feet are ugly. But... Yeah, I was going to say, she didn't have nice trotters, man. So that, that doesn't normally, <laughs> you know. Feet are gross. I don't even like that I, I'll, de I'll determine what's considered hot, all right? So, you know, it's... You'll be the judge of hotness. I'll be the judge of hotness, because okay. judging by her toes so far, I'm not massively <laughs> impressed, to be fair. So, okay. You know, I'm not being antisocial. I'm trying to find something I, I did uh, months and months ago, because we were talking about consent, and I have to do mandatory training every so many months to keep mm -hmm. my skills. And, and there's a module on there that was talking about consent. And I want to find it because it basically turns around and says um, consent lies with the person doing the procedure. So sitting down and injecting you with that, it's their job to give you enough information so you can make an informed decision. 
And if they can prove that you didn't do that, then you will be liable for, for not, you know, giving someone informed information for them to make an informed decision. So they think that they're not going to be in any kind of trouble. Whereas, so if it turns out that the government is all bad, the first thing they'll say to the people giving the injections is, did you give informed consent? Because the government aren't going to admit it, are they? The government are going right. to go, well, no. you know, we put all that information out there. If you choose not to read it, then that's fine. And there's going to be a lot of people thinking that they've, um, they're not going to be in any kind of trouble until they realise that they've been injecting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every week and not talking to them once about any possible adverse reactions or any information on where to go to do any reading or anything else. They're in a lot of trouble, man. And, you know, it's crazy is uh, so this article came out eight American doctors who unexpectedly died just in October of this year. So they were advised by the CDC to get their booster shots. They had already had two doses. Uh, so Dr. Stephanie Bosk, 32, passed away October 13th. She was from California. Um, she was employed at the Samaritan Clinic in Walport, Oregon. She died of a pulmonary embolism. Dr. Elliot Gagnon, 48, passed away unexpectedly in Palmer, Alaska, uh, owner and sole practitioner of Gagnon Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. Dr. Robert Ritchie, 64, Simpsonville, South Carolina, that is not far away from here, passed away October 15th, Prisma Health Hillcrest Hospital. Uh, Dr. Daniel McBride, 59, unexpectedly passed away on October 20th, died of a heart attack soon after returning home from a 16-mile bike ride. He was an orthopedic surgeon in Massachusetts. Uh, Dr. Janek Patel passed away October 28th, working in the emergency room of Selby General Hospital in Marietta, Ohio. And he was the one that said, hmm, he was the one that said that uh, he wouldn't cry at the graveside of any unvaccinated oh. person that died of COVID. And then he dropped dead mm-hmm. right after his booster. So, you know, sometimes karma goes really fast. Irony will kick you in the ass. Yeah, exactly. So, so right now you guys should be able to see this. I believe I'm sure. Yeah, yes. she's, not, she's not that hot, mate, if I'm honest with you. I'm not going <laughs> to... Okay, well, let's let's listen to her speak and let's see. Then, I think, well, then what he, we think. he might not be as entranced with the accent as we are since he has his own. You yeah, know, that's they're true. kind of similar. So, so we're just going to let her do <laughs> her, let, her, let little, her, talk. Art, her little interview here. It's horrible. It's a horrible feeling. You feel like you're in prison. You feel like you've done something wrong. It's inhumane what they're doing. Like, you, you are so small. You They just overpower you and you're literally nothing it's like you do what we say or you're in trouble we'll lock you up for longer yeah they were even threatening me that if i was to do this again we will extend your time in here so the the officers within the camp have the power to keep you there longer if you misbehave that's what they were saying yep and at one stage is it true that they offered you valium Yeah, so because I was so distressed and I said, can you just please let me out for a walk or a run? Like I'm in this little box and I can't move. Can I please, you know, I'm anxious, I'm feeling not well, just I need to get out. And they literally said, we've got a doctor calling you and we'll get some Valium prescribed to you that you can call us anytime you like and you can have Valium. Just to calm you down. Yeah. So when did this end, Hayley? You were in there for the full 14 days? Yeah, correct. Yeah, 14 days. And that was a few days ago that you came out? Yeah, I think I've been out a week and a half now. So during that whole time, how many times were you tested and did you ever test positive? Never tested positive. 
at all, and I was tested three times. So at the moment, you haven't had COVID? Never had COVID. And I was of close contact to someone, never got it, and I was treated literally like a criminal. What's happened to you since you came out? I no longer have a job as I was casual at where I was working, so I am now unemployed. So you were uh, working at it, in a store or what? How did that happen? Yeah, so I was just working in a retail store. Um, obviously casual, you don't get paid any sick leave or for being away from your job. So um, I wasn't getting paid or anything whilst I was being in there. They compensated me, I think, $1,500 for the two weeks. Um, and, and that was all. So you've lost your job? now currently unemployed because of this situation. So, yeah, there you go. That's an English guy interviewing her as well, isn't it, by the sounds of his accent as well. So I'm wondering... I um, believe so. Yeah, why she's not getting more coverage. Um, Because they don't want to hear what she has to say. Right. And the whole world is being silent about um, Australia as well, aren't they? Yeah. No one's talking about the the concentration camps. I I know. She's been in there for 10 days. Um, testing negative as well. It's like, well, what just to, because this goes part of their saying it was if you're positive, you and all your close contacts may be detained. So that just gives them carte blanche then, doesn't it, to just arrest anybody? Yeah. And they clearly have been because she's she was tested negative three times. Can you imagine? I can't, I can't even imagine what I would do if they tried to, because if you if you retaliate with violence, you're going to get arrested and fined. If you sit there and get dragged away the thought i i i, I don't know i i just want to murder them all i, I don't i don't i can't i, I don't know I, I mean i'm not condoning murder obviously before anyone says anything but the thought of being taken away involuntary involuntarily sorry by someone or watching my wife getting taken away or whatever else mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know man it's you, you're really starting to mess with people's primary prime primal kind of fucking fight or flight shit where people were reacting ridiculous ways there's good i don't know man i i would love to know because i and i know it's going to happen in australia first because obviously they don't have any of their guns yep but i would love to see that happen here in the states where somebody showed up to my house with you know in bio level five hazard suits and they're walking around Uh, i've never seen anybody run in one of those suits but i know that they can't move faster than 2373 feet per second because that's how fast the bullet at the end of my (laughs) rifle travels and i would just love to see that happen here in the states because i i'm almost positive that is the type of response from most households in the u.s if you tried to show up at our houses that would be the response you would get Except I think you're right. You know, so many people have already been brainwashed. Um, when we came back from Oklahoma, no, maybe down, uh, we came back from Denver and my mom picked us up at the airport and she got there super early because that's how she is. And our flight was a little delayed because that's how the airlines work. And so, you know, <laughs> she was parked out in front and this security bitch uh, came up to her car and stuck her face inside the open window of my mom's car, like within a half inch of my mom's face and was like, you have to move. Right. And, uh, my mom was really freaked out cause she's not quite brainwashed, but she was still recovering from COVID at the time. And, uh, yeah. Um, so she tells me the story when we finally get out. And she points out the security officer to me and this lady standing right next to a cop. So I go up to her and I was like, why would you do that? Like, why would you stick your face inside my mom's car? 
And I was like, that's just, that's wrong. Like you really scared my mom. You should not be doing that. And she was like, well, uh, she, she can't just sit there. She's got to move. And I was like, no, that's not right. And I was like, you did this to my mom. And I stuck my face. I mean, I went like this. I stuck my face right up into her face and she freaked out and she backed up and she was like, you can't do that. That's assault. And the cop threatened to put me in jail for assault because I had stuck my face within an inch of hers. And I was like, well, I didn't touch her. And I was just demonstrating exactly what she did to my mother. So Uh um, she did it first. So if I'm going to jail, she's going too. Uh-huh. And, and that's how that is. And, and the woman's like, well, I've been vaccinated. I was like, well, what does that matter? The vaccine doesn't work. You can still get COVID and you can still transmit COVID. So why would you put yourself at risk? By the way, my mom's got COVID. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, the look on so her have face a good day. That. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> so, but they're so brainwashed already. I mean, just by that interaction with that woman, I could see. They're so brainwashed that we are we are back in Germany in 1933, 1935. Um, it, it, it hasn't changed. I think for a lot of people, when they show up at your house and they say, oh, you know, you've been in close contact that someone uh, from someone that's been infected with Omicron, Percy I-8 or whatever it is that, um, you know, they're, they're going to be like, OK, take me away because it's it's all about public health and safety even though they're not infectious because they don't know history. This is not the first time this has happened. We've right. been here before. This, yeah, this, everybody likes to pretend like, well, this, this, this is the first time this is, no, it's not. And the more and more people say that this isn't the first time this is happening, uh, the more and more I want to just smack people right in the face and be like, no, it's happened before. We have survivors mm-hmm. from it that a lot of right. people, they don't want to even listen to them anymore. And uh, I mean, you guys know what we're talking about because everybody's seen it, but we have another one right here, how the Nazis did it. I have a survivor from, you know, one of the concentration camps who talks about this exact thing that just happened to this lady in Australia, Haley, um, mm-hmm. who uh, she's, she's, she's not hard to look at. Let's put it that way. Right, Matt? <laughs> I mean, she's not hard to look at. Any port in a store, mate. I, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, I was not in the Navy. Damn it. So this is a this is a three part interview, but we're only going to play the first part. It's about a, a minute and a half clip here. Uh, but but you get the the important gist of it. And in the the consecutive part, she talks about, um, you know, medical tyranny and all that. But this is the this is the the part that applies to yeah, this. the all all encompassing overview. So as a child survivor of the Nazi reign of terror, I learned indelible lessons about the nature of evil. I know the consequences of being stigmatized and demonized as a spreader of disease. My perspective is informed by my experience, by the historical record, and by the empirical evidence. We were required, as Germans know, to wear a yellow Star of David to identify us, to segregate Jews. Exclusionary laws barred the family from normal life, from attending ordinary activities. Our property was impounded. We were forbidden to participate in all educational, religious, cultural gatherings. Travel was forbidden for Jews, so there was no escape. These painful memories from my childhood sensitized me to the threat posed by current restrictive government dictates. You know, in 1776, Benjamin Rush, a doctor and signer of the Declaration of Independence, foresaw the danger of medicine organizing as what he called an undercover dictatorship 
Under the Nazi regime, moral norms were systematically obliterated. The medical profession and institutions were radically transformed. Academic science, the military, industry, and clinical medicine were tightly interwoven, as they are now. The Nazi system destroyed a social conscience in the name of public health. Violations against individuals and classes of human beings were institutionalized. Eugenics-driven public health policies replaced the physician's... Eugenics-driven public health policies. That is exactly where we are right now. I mean, if mm-hmm. you replace the word Jew with the word unvaccinated, we're in tw- she's describing what's going on in 2021. I mean, essentially, so, without... Here's the thing, man, right? So I, it, just, it just popped into my head while I was listening to that. What are we going to do? Uh, you, you, you know what I mean? Because so the, the, the reason I say that is because, obviously, we've been chatting to you guys for a couple of years now and everything else, and I've been spreading all the information to get to the point of people being on the same sort of level of consciousness to, to what's going on. What would happen tomorrow if everybody was at the same sort of level? What 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 are we going to do? Because it's like, you know, we, we're sitting, we, we, we're, we're trying to get everyone to, you know, the war cry and, you know, not, not, not to start a war, obviously, but we're trying to get people to the same sort of, like, to say, wake plane. up. Yeah, to wake up. Mm-hmm. So once we get everybody to wake up, we, I don't think we're going to be, so Cliff, and I, we've talked about Cliff before, Cliff R, he talks about this as well, is you're going to be giving a lot of people a big fucking massive red pill, right? So we've been having little red smarties over the, the years, the months or whatever, so it's easier to digest. But all of a sudden, these people are going to be getting a massive red pill that one, their governments have lied, two, they've been given some sort of injection that they have no fucking idea what it's going to do. It's all tied into depopulation. It's a lot of shit for them to digest. They're going to lose their fucking minds, all right? They're going to lose their minds. And I don't think people are prepared for that so we're we're going to need to either get the fuck out of their way or turn them the right way to send them off into the horizon to destroy whatever they want to destroy because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be so mad so angry um that they're just going to go i i I don't i think it's not going to be a safe time i mean you've only got to see what happened with anti blm and all that kind of especially where you guys are (laughs) if you get loads of people that have found out they've been lied to have got guns (laughs) Oh, yeah. Some people are going to turn right. those guns on themselves and some people are going to turn those guns on each exactly. other. And exactly. and some people are uh, are just going to be lost that there there's no bringing them back. It, it's going to break some people. And, you know, trauma. Trauma can either make you or break you. Right. That that's it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they experience severe trauma like and it can be physical or mental um, finding out that your government has lied to you and is trying to kill you can it can be very traumatic if you were entirely indoctrinated from the time you were a child and uh yeah people are going to be really mad but um but here here's what we're going to do this this woman's leading the way play play that clip babe because we we have a bit of an answer to your question and to be honest, I don't know if it's uh, an answer so much as a uh, just a predefinition of what's of what we can do, I guess, as a whole. Um, well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's going to be very difficult because we, we've all been very kind of peaceful, trying to spread the love. We've not been angry towards the vaccine. Well, some of us have, but the majority of us, the more experienced ones, uh, are kind of aware of what we're trying to get across. So we've not been angry to them. We've not tried to segregate them or, or anything like that. But you, we're, we can't guarantee that they'll, one of us, they shouldn't have a problem with us because it's not our fault. But 
it's how they'll treat everybody else that's around and not everyone's great at, at, at stopping their anger just going out in all directions so you're gonna have a lot of pissed off people marching and once once the rabble takes a hold it's gonna you can't you, you just gotta get out of the way really haven't you i think it's gonna be difficult and the vaccinated are angry at the unvaccinated and i think part of it is a, a stockholm syndrome thing they they know they've made a bad choice and they want you to make that choice with them so that they can justify the bad choice they made in the first place. Um, and, but the unvaccinated aren't really, we're not, we, we pity the vaccinated, you know, we, we want them to wake up and, and be healthy. Um, especially the ones that have been just had the wool pulled over their eyes so hard that there's, I mean, they're just completely, they're NPCs at this point, right? They're they can't think for themselves. They're they're sheep. That's that's all it is. Um, what what do you do with them? I don't know. I, I feel that there are. We've gotten to the point where there's no stopping it. You can't you can't turn it back. Too many people have been inoculated. Um, there's no physical way to assist them. I, I mean, even if we had the medical technology, the med beds they talk about, or whatever it is. There's just so many. We need to prepare for what we're going to do after and how we are going to stand up against that. So, Do you think there are med beds? Do you think there really are med beds? Yeah, I do. I think they've been around for a very long time. Mm. But the thing is, you know, Big Pharma doesn't want us. They don't want to heal us. They don't want you to be able to, you know, lay down in, in a bed and be healed by sound waves or energy like Nikola Tesla actually theorized. Um, I think med beds have been around since Tesla's time or shortly thereafter. I think he, I think they used his technology to invent that. Um, but that's not what big pharma is all about, right? They just want to give you more medications to cause, I mean, it might help what you have in the first place, but then it causes more symptoms so they can give you more medications to cause more symptoms so that they can get more of your money. They don't mm -hmm. want to heal you. They want to keep you enslaved to their medicines. So. It'll be interesting because when, if we, when we get to the point where we're all, you know, ascended to the right level, we won't need big pharma as much. But what about the people that do need big pharma who've, who've, who've how easy is it going to be us to transfer from the pharma meds to holistic meds? And is it going to be possible? Because there'll be some people that rely on those medications. So there's going to be a long period of time if we do, because we still have a, a place for medicine, obviously, pharmaceuticals, you know, there are certain drugs. But it'd be interesting to see just how many of those drugs we have manufactured from nature, nature's blueprint. Um, it'd just be interesting because if we all of a sudden, if Big Pharma just went bump tomorrow, there'd be lots of other people that would die as a result of that because they're not getting the medications that they need and we're not aware of any alternatives. So there's a whole lot of fucking fallout from this. It's all fair well enough just like, you know, destroying everything and, and, and getting everything, all the truth out. I don't think we're, I don't think we have any idea what the truth, what, what the world is going to be like after that because we've got to rebuild the shit that, that kind of gets torn down, haven't we? If we can get to the truth. And I think you just said the most important thing right there is if we can get to the truth, I don't know if we're going to get the whole truth. I'm not sure if we're going to get the whole truth, partial p pieces of the truth. Um, and, you know, for all the shit that everybody talks about Q, what Q did, uh, how Q did it, I, I look at it like this. Uh, he was just trying to get you to the truth, not 
he wasn't trying to provide you with the truth. He was trying to provide you with a way to get to the truth yourself. Whether you did it his way or not, it was immaterial. Um, he was trying to give you a way to get to the truth. And I think that is the biggest problem that we've had because we have so many people. There's still uh, what uh, Biden's approval rating was 36 or 35 percent, which we all know that's always buffed by at least 10 or 11 percent. So you're re really looking at a 25 percent approval rating. So my question always has been is who are those 25 percent? Who are they? I mean, I can't believe there's anybody else that sees this guy worth a crap doing anything that's helping any part of America. And um, that is where the real question is, do we ever get to the truth? And I, I, I don't know if that happens. I question that completely. But listen to what this lady's got to say, because I think this answers your first question that you asked, um, a little bit at least. But it is not the goal that renders a system oppressive. It is always the methods by which the goal is pursued. Whenever a government claims to have the people's interest at heart, you need to think again. In the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite sincerely concerned about the well-being of regular people. What makes any of us think that it is different now? If the Age of Enlightenment has brought forth anything, then certainly this. Never take anything any government tells you at face value. Always question everything any government does or does not do. Always look for ulterior motives and always ask, cui bono, who benefits? Whenever a political elite pushes an agenda this hard and resorts to extortion and manipulation to get their way, you can almost always be sure your benefit is definitely not what they had at heart. As far as I'm concerned, I will not be vaccinated with anything that has not been properly vetted and tested and has shown no sound scientific evidence that the benefits outweigh the disease itself and possible long-term side effects, which to this day we don't know anything about. I will not be reduced to a mere guinea pig by getting vaccinated with an experimental drug. And I will most assuredly not get vaccinated because my government tells me to and promises in return I will be granted freedom. Let's be clear about one thing. No one grants me freedom, for I am a free person. So I dare the European Commission and the German government throw me in jail, lock me up and throw away the key for all I care. But you will never be able to coerce me into being vaccinated if I, the free citizen that I am, choose not to be vaccinated. So, uh, yeah, there you go. And that's one of yours from the European Union there, which I find... Well, she's uh, German, but yeah, well, she's from yeah, the she's, Union. she's from Parliament, though. But I, yeah, I, she's from the EU Parliament, yeah. I, I can tell you I right now. A, wow. I watched another video of her um, this morning because I have a friend that lives um, in Australia, and he sent it to me, and I was watching the video, and I thought, you know, everything she's saying is amazing, and and she, she wanted everybody to know that they're not alone and that she's heard their voices and she's going to do everything in her power to fight for them. 
And then I said, oh, I can imagine how fast this lady's going to disappear, though. That, yeah. She's been very vocal. That's true. Um, and then guess what happens? Uh, I think it was about two or three days ago, the prime minister or president of the EU, the uh, again, she's German, she came forward and said that she'd like to get rid of the Nuremberg. Yeah. Um, so, so she could right. make vaccinations mandatory for the whole of Europe. So that was the retaliation in what that woman said. So it, this is the whole to and fro that we've been speaking about, isn't it? I think because they're, they're so short of just saying to people, start kicking off. But they obviously can't say that to the general public. They can't even condone kicking off. But I think they're at that point now where it's like, if you kick off, then the police will kick off. If everybody starts seeing enough people, you know. Standing up. Standing up, yeah, thank you. Then they won't see him as, as a loan. But if you're a police officer or whatever else, you've you got to make sure that that decision, when you finally cross the line, there's enough people there that, you know, you're not going to be left on your own, the only one pissing in the wind. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But then there are protests in Austria. There are protests in Austra- um, Australia. There are protests everywhere at the New moment. New Zealand. Um, I've seen them everywhere. Romania yeah, shut exactly. down their entire vaccine program. The people stood up and they said absolutely not. Yeah. And they protested in the streets for a, a month or something. Um, <clears throat> they uh, they put in a vaccine mandate for all restaurants and just everybody didn't go. And they had to pull it back because all the restaurants were going out of business because no one would go. And when everyone refused to participate in their games, they had to stop playing their games. What, what shit, uh-huh. Japan, I think Japan's got the, the key to this then because Japan took all their vaccines, took them and threw them in the ocean, said, nope, yeah. we're not taking these. And they started issuing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to every single person in their society. And I think Japan had 235 COVID cases last month. And, yeah, there's, uh, a, there's a graph um, yeah. where you see them... Um, Sorry, there's a graph where you see where they start using it. So they've not been they've not been given official use to use it for COVID, but they've been given the ability to prescribe it off label, providing the patient huh, consents to, to being given it. Uh, they've been used, but you can see in the graph that he starts prescribing it, and then two weeks later the graph continues to go up, but then it just shoots straight off, um, straight, straight down. down. So, yep. Yeah, same and, with India as well. And, you know, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine can be effective for people who've taken the jab as well. Um, you know, Dr. Carrie Majay, who I absolutely love, I watch her stuff all the time. So she did, uh, oh, she was at a conference somewhere and she was talking about methods to detoxify from the jab. And, uh, you know, she was given all kinds of options, um, borax baths, Clorox baths, all, all kinds of things. Uh, pine needle tea, ceramin, you know, things you can take to help detoxify, get whatever, you know, the jab out of you. And the mainstream media came out and did a hit piece on her saying, nope, there is no way to get the vaccine out of your body. Once it's been injected, there's nothing you can do. You're stuck with it. That's how you know that they're putting out false information right there. Exactly. Anytime, anytime they attack somebody, um, attack their character, attack uh, you know, carry mollus from the PCR test or anything like that, you know that that that's just a straight-up propaganda piece. Yeah, so because they don't want people to know that they can heal themselves, they can get better, they can mm-hmm. nullify the effects of the spike protein with things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Um, and, you know, a lot of people ask, well, where can we get that? Because the doctors here won't prescribe it. The pharmacies won't actually issue it, even if you have a doctor that will prescribe it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're very lucky that when my mom had COVID, 
and that whole incident happened at the airport. She was still recovering, um, but she she was better in less than a week on ivermectin um, because we we called Dr. Stella, Dr. Stella Emanuel. We went to drstellamd.com and uh, signed up for a teledoc visit. It was super easy. Um, they called her the next day and they overnighted her because she was actively ill at the time. They overnighted her hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and she was better in a week, you know? Um, oh, and we use the promo code defiant and save 5% at drstellamd.com. Man, she slid that right in. You guys <laughs> sure didn't see did. that coming, did you? I sure did. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, but it's really highly effective and a big part of the brainwashing. I think one of the reasons why they're pushing ivermectin as a, a horse paste or a horse dewormer, dewormer, cattle dewormer, whatever it is, is because they don't want people to know how effective it can be because they mm -hmm. want you to die. That's really what it comes down to. They want you. They want. They want everyone. Well, to well they want obedience. I think yeah. that's what it really boils down to. Well, and plus, um, because Mister Science himself um, is a big pusher of remdesivir, and remdesivir is a lot more expensive than ivermectin is anyway, or hydroxychloroquine, which is extremely cheap because it's been around for Never literally ever. decades. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as long as it's getting pushed by... And they, they don't want you to know things like ivermectin has won a Pulitzer, uh, or not a Pulitzer, a but Nobel a Nobel Prize. Peace Prize right. for uh, right. its work uh, in humans. They don't want you to know that. They want you to think, oh, well, ivermectin, it's just a, it's a horse dewormer. It's only used for the, you know, for cattle. No, that's not true either. Or they don't. hydroxychloroquine they... actually has fewer deaths associated with it than Tylenol does. Well, but they also don't want you to remember that, um, again, Mr. Science, uh, when the first round of car or SARS came through here um, several years ago, that his, he published papers that he was approving the use and, and praising the use of hydroxychloroquine yeah. at that time. But now... Uh, it's not a, enough money in it for him or his cronies because hydroxychloroquine is cheap. So that's why we jumped on the remdesivir bandwagon. Mm, go figure. And yeah. that's going to make him more money in the long run. Yeah, he's a shock part owner all. of Moderna. Not really. Yeah. Not, not really. There's not a lot of shock and awe there. There's kind of like a yeah, go figure. So anyway. Do uh, Dr. Fauci is the uh, most prolific mass murder of our time mm -hmm. and it's entirely sanctioned yep and he's been doing it yeah. since the 80s so i mean literally he has he's been doing it since AIDS. Yes. since the aids epidemic yeah. he <clears throat> was telling us that we couldn't you couldn't go into a public bathroom because you're going to get aids from the toilet seat and now yep. you're going to get aids from the vaccine because it's basically pushed the that thing. azt yep. that's exactly what he did same thing back then where he pushed the azt drug that killed literally Everybody. Tons of people, yeah, and the side effects were so much worse than having it in the first place, and it's the same thing all over again. Plus, uh, he was involved in the Factor Eight scandal and the meds for that as well. So there you go. Yep. History repeats itself with Mister Science. Sure does. It, it it repeats itself over and over again, and and again, I think that's one of the reasons why they have changed the education system to such a degree that they no longer mm -hmm. teach history like the it's history they teach in public schools now is not the same history that we learned no. 25 30 not years ago close. right mm -hmm. i mean no they, they 
we we did a whole semester on the Holocaust and World War II and and mm-hmm. all of, you know the things leading up to it and um, and all of that. And now, I mean, they're lucky if they get a day on it. It's mm-hmm. because they don't want people to see that history repeats itself. So, um, right. And they they really don't know that in Sweden, or rather, I should say, they're they don't read their Bible very well in Sweden, if at all. Um, in Sweden now, you can get your COVID vac- vaccine passport in a chip in your hand, an RFID uh-huh. chip in your hand, but it's it's not required, but it doesn't need to be because people are just lining up to get this RFID chip implanted under their hand to have all of their medical information, their, um, their banking data. Banking. Yeah, everything, yeah. right? Their social credit score is going to be on an RFID chip in their hand. Uh, Mark of the Beast, anyone? It's the same thing that uh, the lovely Mr. Gates, again, has been working on for a very long time because he was working on the Covey Pass in Africa where they could put all of your medical records, your uh, biometric information, your banking records, literally everything attached to um, this Covey Pass injectable and and also um, included in that was house arrest stuff. <clears throat> So there was no need for um, wearing the ankle monitors or anything like that, because since they already have you on RFID chip, they can literally track your movements 24-7. Yeah, and they've been putting it in movies for years, you know, because they're just getting us used to it. Um, And speaking of chips, and we're going to wrap this up here in a minute, Matt, I know you need to go back to work, I need some chips. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, we we talk about... uh, or we talked a bit about lipid nanoparticles and we've talked in previous episodes about nanobots and um, mm-hmm. what they're actually putting in the vaccine. So I came across this article in uh, Engadget and it's, uh, it's really interesting. Cell-based living robots can reproduce themselves, but controlling that reproduction is another challenge. So it says it might soon be easy to build living robots. When it says it might soon be easy to build living robots, it means they've already been doing it for 30 years, (laughs) They're already doing it, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they'll build themselves. New scientists reports Harvard University, Tufts University, and University of Vermont researchers have learned that their frog cell-based xenobots can self-reproduce. The custom organisms can collect hundreds of individual cells in their dishes to spontaneously assemble baby bots that grow up within a few days. It happens over and over again, and you can use the reproduction to amass however robots you need to deliver drugs, remove microplastics from rivers, or otherwise complete small-scale tasks. So they are, they're, they're, they have developed the first self-replicating AI in nanobots. That's all we, that's all we need. Skynet. So there we go. The, it's the going to become self-aware. Agenda mm-hmm. is alive and well in the United States across the world, really. So either way, Matt, where can people reach out to you at? Where are you at? Where can everybody find you? Right. So uh, on Twitter, uh, at medic Matt zero nine zero. The same for Insta. Uh, I don't do any other platforms, um, and that's that's it. I'm a podcast slut, so I'll. I'll be around doing some more podcasts soon. I do plan on starting my own. I do, I do, I do. Uh, I've got the space. I've got the. Uh, I've got the friend. So I just need to get it done. There you go. But, uh, yeah, that's Fantastic. 
And Janet, we know about Deplorable Nation, but where are you at, Madame, so everybody can reach out to you? Uh, as of right now, you can still find me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. You can find me on Twitter at No Janet. And you can find me on Telegram at The Deplorable Janet. So, the, I like that. I like the title. Yeah. We're so excited Jan, Janet finally made it back to Telegram. That's awesome. Yeah. You finally After figured out the whole months password and months issue? of being shut out. Yeah. <laughs> You figured out the whole password issue, I take it? Oh, my Lord. Uh, that was a nightmare. Yeah, that's a whole story in its own. But, yeah, after what's it been, like six months or something like that, I finally was able to get back into Telegram. So there you go. Just in case I get booted because I was watching a live show, live show last night, and um, one of the people told me that he got booted off of Instagram because – he was commenting to another friend of ours and he said some bitch s-u-m bitch to this guy and instagram removed him for violent threats wow that doesn't surprise me so twitter's i mean that we're seeing that the purges start on twitter and that's coming hard uh, that that's going Again. hard in the paint because now that Jack Dorsey's out, you know, sad to say that Jack Dorsey was the last bastion of hope. For I, free which I am absolutely Twitter. fucking floored by, by the way. But the one coming in behind him is even worse. So he uh, he doesn't see the difference between racists and white people. And he doesn't um, like the First Amendment. At yeah, all. and he doesn't believe in in free speech. He thinks everything should be censored. So you know that's uh, that's the world we live in these days. So. Well, when they go out of business, he will no longer have a job anymore at Twitter. Now, will he? Yeah, that's true. So where are we going to go? Where truth, are we going to go? Truth social coming coming your way here soon. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. So there's been a big push on Gab and Getter, a lot on Getter recently, which I have a Getter account, but I really never get on there. I've tried to go on it. It's it's, unless you remember everybody that you followed, it's really hard. I think to to, to, to the database back up again that you've had from from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and since when they kick you off, they take everything with you. It's kind of like, yeah, that sucks. It's like, well, shit. How am I going to find anybody? But anyway, uh, without anything, without any more, unless you all have something else that we just haven't covered yet. I mean, we've been talking for well over two hours and 30 minutes now. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm done. I'm not going to take it. No, I'm, I'm good too. Uh, although we are going to be in Dallas since we're on the whole vaccine kick right now. Uh, we're going to be at the reawaken America conference. Um, be at the uh, Elevate Life Church yep. in uh, Frisco, Texas. So I think there's a, a half a dozen tickets left for the conference. Um, you can go to timetofreeamerica.com and get tickets, or we are going to try our hand at live streaming, at least some of them. But there's so much awesome information on vaccines, vaccine injury, uh, what's in them, how to combat them, how to stand up against them at these conferences. It's really fantastic. So uh, it's also streamed live, the entire thing on Brighteon. Uh, so I would definitely recommend that people try and check that out as much as possible. Because a, I believe it's Red State News yeah, on Brighteon. So. There's, there's some just amazing information. You know, we, we cover such a broad spectrum of stuff. I mean, there's so much that goes on with COVID. Um, we do it in two and a half hours. They do it in like four days. So um, that's a, a definitely a worthwhile thing. So check that out. And uh, yeah, yeah, other than that, we're... We're pretty much good. Appreciate both of you coming on today and uh, hope you all have a good day. 
Thanks Another for having process. us. I always love yep. having you guys. We'll do it again soon. Yep, we'll uh, we'll get out. We'll reach out to you again when we're going to do another one. Uh, should be in a couple months. Yep. So we have a couple months right. to deal with. Uh, get our butts back in order after sitting for as long as we have. <laughs> All right. right. So y'all have a good day, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye, y'all.